You're listening to the Premier Podcast Network. Welcome to the pinnacle of wrestling entertainment, Premier Streaming Network. Join us at watchonpremier.com to unlock the ultimate wrestling experience, curated to perfection. Immerse yourself in the spectacular world of wrestling history, where classic battles and unforgettable moments are at your fingertips. Join us today and experience the epitome of curated wrestling content, because when it comes to wrestling entertainment, Premier sets the standard. Be Premier. This is the MLW Radio Network. Welcome, everybody, to the Mind of the Meanie, your weekly peek into the world according to former WWE superstar and ECW original, The Blue Meanie. We'll cover wrestling, music, movies, sports, and lots and lots of useless knowledge, all contained in the Mind of the Meanie. I am your tour guide, Josh Chernoff, and he is the Blue Meanie. Blue Meanie, what's on your mind? Uh, my apologies to uh, you, Josh rest of the pod squad because I was about three wipes away from taking another shower today. So, uh, oh my. <laughs> and episode had, 45 uh, kicks off with a bang. Yeah. I had a fucking three-fourth alarm. Uh, well, yeah, it happened. Buddy. Um, so today's going swimmingly. Um, and he dropped the kids uh, off at the pool. I took the Browns to the Super Bowl. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, nah, nah. Like, they almost made it. Uh, no, no, no. Everything's good, man. Uh, it's fucking cold, man. I, yeah. this, I said it before, and I'll say it again. Uh, March, uh, I mean, January through March. Like the day after New Year's through March. And kiss my ass. I hate this time of year. It's just like so, uh, so fucking depressing. It's it like, is. Oh my god. It is. But uh, it's, uh, but but the one thing I got to look forward to is uh, doing this podcast every week. Um, and uh, reaching out to the Pod Squad, and uh, you know, interacting with other humans. So yeah, I mean that's I mean that's the one great thing about doing this uh, podcast. It's like I got something looking forward to, like, you know, uh, during the year, like, um, you know, pre-podcast. Like, I would always look forward to, like, football season and baseball season and all that stuff. And there's always that in between football and baseball season where it's just like there's, I mean, there's hockey and basketball. But there's something about football that's, you know, really, you know, gets my juices flowing. And uh, like that that period in between football and ba- baseball season, it's just like the just the weather's gloomy. It's cold. It's like dark at four o'clock. For a split like second, it, we know. had the XFL. Dude, that I do. That'll be I was back. A big fan of it. It'll be back. And uh, I went to the first uh, game last year, and it was a fucking blast. It was a great time. Uh, I went to the game in Washington, which was like the first. In our rural game back or whatever, however you want to phrase it, I'm sure somebody will correct me. Um, 
Yeah, but XFL is great, man. I can't wait for it to come back. And now that The Rock's running it. I was going to say, your friend Dwayne, um, maybe he can can hook us up with some season passes, Meanie. What do you think? Just just shoot him a text. Uh, I'll tweet him like the uh, cool kids do. Uh, (laughs) Slide into his DMs. Yeah. Yeah, Um, No, no, no. Not that he's running it. Not that, like, Vince was bad at running it. But uh, The Rock, I mean, everything he touches. I mean, again, it sounds like I'm dissing WWE, which I'm not. But, like, Rock has, like, that Midas touch, you know? Just- yeah, it's interesting because WWE, obviously, uh, stupid successful with things that they do. And we'll talk, we can talk about that in a minute with the network. But um, Yeah, I definitely want to talk about that. Yeah, uh, I'm curious to get your, your ideas on it, um, your thoughts yeah. on it. But, um Something about the rock, you know, one of the challenges I think from the beginning, the XFL way back in the day, and they didn't help themselves at all by having, you know, Vince McMahon, you know, welcome to the, you know, and all that stuff. And then having, you know, Jerry Effort Lawler his, and, you know, yeah. uh, they didn't help themselves one bit. Ironically, they had the rock at the first XFL show, you know, introduced, but in total gimmick and all that stuff. I don't think, no matter what, I don't think they were ever able to get away from the fact that, oh, it's the wrestling people. But The Rock has managed to, like, he's The Rock. And, like, oh, yeah, he did wrestling. And then he did this. And then he did that. And he did all these different things. But people don't see it the the same way, you know, um, as, like, a Vince McMahon, who has been so successful, but it doesn't matter. So, um I think it's going to be awesome. And, and, and after that first game, he had that, like, press conference, and he was so combative with the press. He's not good with the press. He's, like, <laughs> He's really not. Who's got questions? You know? Yeah, <laughs> All right. Anybody got something to say now? Yeah, I'm you not know, sure I appreciate so many... your tone, lady. Yeah. That was a different press conference. But, um, <laughs> hey, shout out to, uh, I'm looking at your shirt that you're rocking. Oh, yeah, man. For our uh, non-Patreon members, let's talk a little bit about that. It's my boy, uh, Giovanni Hamilton. Uh, I'm wearing his hoodie. says uh, Philly Sports with Giovanni, which is on the Eagles Brawl Network. Uh, Meanies Eagles recaps uh, wrapped for the year since, you know, the Eagles shit the bed. <laughs> but uh, Giovanni, man, he's uh, – I just did his podcast this week over on the uh, Eagles Brawl Network. Kid's 13 years old. And he's probably been through more than like the average human being's been through. Could go through at, through at uh, thirteen. Mm-hmm. He's had like seventeen surgeries. Uh, he, I mean, he has a, a form of uh, dwarfism, which it's really fucked him up. You know, he had to get like eye surgery. He had to get jaw surgery, and now he's uh, in the process of going in for elbow surgery because his elbows keep dislocating. It's like, you know, everything that comes along with, uh, you know, his condition, which uh, there's a name for it that's that's slipping my mind. But the most important thing is to remember, you know, Giovanni's a a warrior, man. He's a fighter. And what did you say? He's 15, right? 13. 13. God, when I was 13, if I stubbed my toe, it would have been a week of me feeling sorry for myself and pissed off at the world for my horrible luck. Here's a dude who's been through such shit. And yeah. is the most positive kid I feel like I've Absolutely. ever seen his videos on. I've never met him in person, but his videos uh, on social media, he's just so, even when, you know, I mean, diehard Eagles fan, but even when they lose, 
he's just like, uh, you know, dust himself off and try again type attitude. And it's just, you know, it's, man, uh, I talked about at 13, got a 37. I could learn a thing or two <laughs> from him. Um, Dude, when, when I think I'm having a bad day, I, I, I think of Gio, Giovanni. I call him Gio. You know, we're pals. Yeah. Uh, Gio, but, uh, Dwayne, DJ. Dewey. Uh, I think uh, Giovanni, I was like, man, he goes, he's been through so much shit. Yeah. And uh, he's, he's still got that positive attitude to the fact that, you know, um, you know, we're diehard Eagles fans. And as a diehard Eagles fan, for those who don't know, like our listeners outside the U.S., uh, the biggest rivalry for the Philadelphia Eagles is the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. You know, uh, especially when both teams are doing good, that's when it gets like to a fever pitch. No, not so much. But uh, the quarterback for uh, Dallas got knocked out of the game this year with a dislocated ankle. Yeah. Yeah, fuck that. Up. Dislocated. That was pretty. That's all it was? Dislocated? <laughs> Slight dislocation and a fracture or whatever. But Giovanni, uh, being the Eagles super fan, put out a video saying, hey, I uh, hope you uh, get better and, you know, speedy recovery and all that stuff. And, like, he's going viral a few times just being yeah. so positive, uh, which, you know, I know with social media isn't, like, you know, the cool thing to do is to be positive. But, yeah, um, yeah he and then, like, Dak Prescott slid into his DMs and, and thanked him and stuff like that. And then, like, <laughs> typical Giovanni, uh, you know, we're having a lot of controversy with uh, Carson Wentz as the quarterback. Uh, but, like, Giovanni and, like, at the end of the year, everybody does like a press conference, end of season press conference. Carson hasn't talked to the media or whatever. Mm-hmm. So Giovanni puts out a text, Carson, I love you. You're still my quarterback, all that stuff. And the only person Carson Wentz talked to in all season, he tweeted to fucking Giovanni. It's amazing. Yeah, it's like, of course. <laughs> so, um, yeah, they, uh, you know, I sent I sent Giovanni a BWO shirt, and in return they sent me this uh uh, oh, Philly awesome. Sports with Giovanni hoodie. Oh, which, it's a hoodie uh, pre- you're wearing. Yeah, it's a, well, actually, I'm wearing two hoodies right now because it's fucking freezing. Yeah. In this, uh, Trey Meany Studios is a lovely room, but it's the coldest part of the house because uh, the rest of the house we have neighbors mm. insulating us in. Mm. But this 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 room is like an addition onto the house, so like there's three sides exposed, so like it's harder to warm this room up so yeah, yeah I'm, d- I'm doing the double hoodie i'm double bagging it right now uh <laughs> speaking speaking of additions so i've got an addition uh being put on my house um yes a year in, in the making it got shut down you know we had all this idea we're like well you know what we'll we'll get this done it'll be this will be great before the baby comes before all that you know and here we are baby seven months old um, you know, everything's shut down. So crazy. Seven months already. Yeah, it's crazy. It really, it really is crazy. Um, but, uh, he's crawling around all over the place. Got two little teeth coming in. Um, well, how about the baby? Be. Uh, oh. no, he's doing well too. <laughs> um, uh, but no, so they, I don't even know what that meant. Uh, just, you know. <laughs> so they put, uh, my wall here, they got to have like a crawl space to get into the addition has like a little crawl space under it. Um, they haven't cut the hole yet, which is really nice. They're doing all their work, kind of just dropping through the floor and outside in the addition. Um, but they 
they basically they took all of the concrete out. They took the cinder block out. So there's really a, just drywall between me and the outside here. So this room got oh. so cold. Thankfully, this past Monday, they installed heaters in this room. Mm-hmm. And uh, we went with China this time. Uh, different type of heater. <laughs> um, and, uh, but no, so this is great now. So we've been able to use the basement and, uh, you know, so I got my new carpet coming on, on Wednesday. So I'll be able to finally get everything all set up and totally finished just in time for him to go. All right. Yeah. We got to cut that hole in your wall. So dude, like hearing you go through what you go through with your fucking house <laughs> reminds me of like all the people who tell me and Tracy, how come you're not married? Why don't you have kids? <laughs> Don't you want kids? And then I see them with their kids. I'm like, why would I want kids? Yeah. No, I see, uh, you know, it's not present company excluded because you're a great father and you have great kids. Thank you. But I see other people with their kids who are telling us that we should have kids. I'm like, I see how you are with kids. I'm not good. I'm good. Dude, I can tell you. But to see where you're going. My kids, I think they're the best. But, dude, if I didn't want kids, I don't know how the hell I would. And if they weren't cute, there are times. These kids drive me fucking insane. But I love them. It's I'll, worth it. I always say the best form of contraception is the uh, toy lane at McDonald's. <laughs> if you ever want to, don't, and if you're deciding about having kids, go to the toy lane at McDonald's and just watch parents ignore their kids. Just do, doing crazy shit. But like I, like I was trying to say, like, I see everything. Like, I had offers to buy, like, I rent this place. Mm-hmm. And like, the landlord's like, hey, if you ever want to buy it, let me know. I was like, and I, I'm thinking about it, mm-hmm. you know, but, uh, I see, I was like, man, this, I know, I know what needs to be done in this place <laughs> and I'd rather have it on his, uh, docket than mine. Um, but I'm a, I, I consider myself a good tenant cause there's stuff that could be done here, but I just don't break balls about it. You know? So it's funny. My brother, cause we get away with doing so much like redecorate, like dude, Everything we done to this house, like redecking the room, mm-hmm. re- redecorating the room, painting, doing whatever we want. When I was a kid, uh, we had a house in Gloucester, and um, uh, our house was ki- connected to the doctor's office of the doctor we rent it from. And uh, one spring, we did like spring cleaning. We cleaned the house, wiped down the paints, repainted the walls. When the doctor found out we painted the walls in the house, he raised our rent because we, he said we did something to improve the house. Really? So you improved the house, so now it was worth more, so you had to charge you more. Yeah. What what an asshole. (laughs) Yes. we, we, We went into our own pockets, bought the paint, painted the whole inside of the house to make it look great. Oh, you painted the house? Well, I'm going to have to charge you more rent. My uh, my brother once said about homeownership, he said, it's both incredibly rewarding and a constant kick in the pants. Yeah. Um, it, it, it it really is. It's, it's, you know, if we were renting, we couldn't put an addition on. Like, we had the ability to say, because uh, our kitchen was really small. It, it, it's, the house was built in the 80s. Um, everything is like, it, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Like, we have, like, like some rooms that are just like obnoxiously gigantic. There's no reason for it to be so big (laughs) where we're just like looking at it going, this is an enormous waste of space. And then we had this kitchen 
that you would have thought was from like an apartment, like a little like one bedroom apartment versus, you know, a, f- a four bedroom house. So, yeah. it, you know, and it like didn't work. So we decided to extend that. And we were also the big catalyst for it was having another kid. We wanted to have a guest room. So yeah. because we've had a guest room all along, our family, both of our families live in Florida and we wanted to have, you know, a guest room for people. Well, when all this happened, we were like talking. We said, you know what? For a guest room, first of all, nobody's coming now. And secondly, I'd really like a place to put like our gym equipment. You know, we've got weights in the garage, which you can't go in the garage now because weather like this, I mean, yeah, it's still inside. So the garage is, yeah. uh, you know, only 40 degrees. But um, <laughs> so, so, yeah, we have a little like home gym area. Um, it sounds crazy. I would take 40 degrees right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is fucking ball shrinking cold out there. Devin Miller says humble brag. It's a hashtag humble brag. Are we? Ta- is, are you talking about my uh, my four bedroom house? Yeah, is that? <laughs> I guess I'm. Uh, we we live in to- two totally different situations too because you, like, for those who don't listen, like he where you live, mm-hmm. you have a house. But it's unattached. I live I live in a three-bedroom house. And uh, I live in South Philly. And South Philly's all row homes. Mm-hmm. Basically, where your house is attached to another house. So, like, mm-hmm. if I'm, you know, if we're, like, talking, like, you, sometimes you, I can hear, so, I hear something. I go, oh, that's the neighbors. Yeah. Like, wh- I, what was that fucking noise, you know? I lived in a townhouse uh, about two miles from where I am now. I lived for almost eight years in a townhouse. And it really wasn't bad except for like some nights, like late at night, I'd just like play guitar and, you know, I'd sit in like, I had a, a room, uh, originally I, I owned it with my brother. And, and so, uh, when he got married and moved out, I turned that room into just basically where I kept my guitars. So I'd sit there every once in a while, if it was like 3am and I was playing guitar and I'm not jamming, I'm just like, you know, noodling around a little bit, but I'd get like a knock on the wall <laughs> I'd be like, Oh shit, I guess they can hear me. Um, yeah. but I never really heard them. Um, but, uh, yeah. Keep it down. Was... Wonder wall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, I don't know. I, I mean, I love, we, we talked a lot about, you know, before doing the addition, we talked about, uh, you know, what about buying another house? Well, it's amazing, but number one, you get new construction. This house is built in the eighties, but you get new construction. You can't, I mean, it's, it's, there's no, uh, yard. We have a great yard. You can't get that now. You'll spend like literally twice the money on a house of the same size and get less, uh, yard, like almost no yard at all, uh, around here for new construction. And then it's just, and then it's also like, you're talking about the same square footage, but they're just price gouging you on everything. Like it's just so much more expensive so, you know, we went with the addition instead. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, uh, I'm excited about it. We have no kitchen right now. Um, yeah, it's yeah. been completely gutted. We, our kitchen table is in the, uh, is, is just off in another room. And we've got, we actually saved the microwave and put it on a counter in the laundry room. Um, <laughs> but the microwave, like, kind of has like a rounded bottom. So you have to literally to open the door. You have to like lift it up and open, so it'll <laughs> it'll open thing. But I mean, we're you know we're we're making it work. And uh, 
but no, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with it. And I got my little studio down here, my shirt office and, uh, you know, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm glad that stuck, the shirt sure office. I'm glad you, you stuck with that. Oh, yeah. And uh, Slichter made an awesome uh, graphic for it. So he made one for Trey Meany Studios, too, which I need to get put on like a sign. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to see if I can get one. Like, I actually kind of, it would be neat to have here to be like on camera, but I almost want to have it like, I want to get like a plaque of it made for my door. Yeah. Like into the basement. Yeah. Um, yeah. just for fun, just so I can, no one will see it, but me, but it'll ah, be kind of fun, but I like it. it. Um, I'm a big fan <laughs> of the office and it was patterned after the, uh, you know, the office logo. So, um, well, I just got that. Uh, I just got part the of my Peacock network. That's okay. I forgive you. Yeah. Uh, dude, I, uh, I got to apologize. Cause like, I don't know what it is about this fucking room. I come in here and. I, I we were saying this off air with the Pasquas like right before I start we start recording I like get the itchiest fucking nose and yeah I get the <laughs> I always make the joke. I get literally the exact same thing but it's my asshole um hey man I'm standing right here you don't have to call me names <laughs> um that's when people go like uh, so you and me off air are you guys close I'm like oh dude he's my best asshole. Uh, well, uh, excuse me while I wipe my asshole. Yeah, wipe your <laughs> asshole right here. Hold on. Oh, my fucking uh, nose. Oh, man. I always make the joke that I look like the world's fat, fattest cokehead because I'm always rubbing my fucking nose. Uh, I, I get, I beat myself up over, over it, you know, and then I try to duck off camera to wipe because I don't want, nobody needs to see that. You got time for that shit. But, uh, yeah, man, uh. Uh, speaking of office, I went and got the uh, Peacock Network. Yeah, let's uh, talk about that and, before, uh, before we get which, into that. Which has the can. office on it? Yeah. Before we get into that, I just want to say we have our Patreon members watch along with us live, which is awesome. Um, and they're very they love to chat with each other, which is even more awesome. Uh, and occasionally throughout the show, I will peek in to see if they're asking us something. And I just noticed uh, our our good friend uh, Travis Steenstra, who's been a Patreon member for a long time. Um, for life. He he wrote that sadly he had to put uh, Voodoo down last week. That was his big cute black cat that joined us Aww. on our first Zoom call. If you remember, Meanie. Yeah, um, his best friend ever. So we just wanted to take the opportunity on the pod to uh, send our condolences. Um, Absolutely, that's really upset. You know, when I I actually took a screenshot of that on our first Zoom call and showed my wife because Voodoo looked almost identical to my cat Hallie that, uh, that we lost last year. Um, mm. and I, it was just so great, um, to, to see your cat on there. And, uh, yeah, I'm just, you know, meaning we've talked about this on the pod before we, we, you know, with pets and stuff, we've been there. Um, it, yeah. it sucks. Uh, so we're thinking of you and, and, uh, absolutely. And your wife and, um, Yeah. So, um, it's very sorry in for the, your loss, man. Yeah. My condolences, our condolences. Um, in the words of George Carlin, when you buy a, a small pet, when you buy a pet, you're, you're purchasing a small tragedy. Yep. Uh, so, uh, to the point where like, uh, I lost my dog, Sammy in 1995. Um, we, we, unfortunately we had to put him down and I was like, never again. I was like, never again. And then, uh, you know, me and Mrs. Meany have become like, I mean, we are cat people. 
mm-hmm. and we're like, we so want to get a cat, but then we're like, man, you know, it's just like I said, when you buy a, a pet, you're, you're getting the, uh, you're buying a, purchasing a small tragedy, yeah. but we're, uh, we're surrogate cat people, uh, because our friend Donnie, you know, my boy Donnie and Donnie and Bev of Donnie and Bev fame, yeah. um, they have a cat named Biggie, big black cat named Biggie. And, uh, like, he's got, like, he's like a character on his own. We, you know, we're like, look at this asshole. You know, yep. <laughs> big, like, he does, he's just like this big furry black cat and, like, just does random shit. Just like, you'd be walking up the steps and then something swipes from you on the other side of the banister. Like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> it's fucking Biggie, you know? Yeah. But uh, you know, uh, yeah, we that that that's our fix. We uh, we, you know, we don't have kids, but you know, we're good around other people's kids. Uh, we don't have pets, but we uh, we kind of rent other people's pets well, while a, we're at their house. And we just Travis, Travis said that they're cat parents. Um, you know, that's that's yeah. uh, you know, um, yeah, it's it, it, it's it sucks when you. I just you know I saw that, and before we continued on, and and the, I was worried I'd forget yeah. to say something as the comments continued. But uh, yeah, well, so, that's hey, the thing. I, it, yeah, it's, here at the pod, at the pod squad, we're all family, you know. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that sucks, man. Having to lose a pet, we've all been there. Yeah, uh, it, it's it's a, a pet is like a member of the family. Yep, uh, they're there for you. They don't judge it. Well. Sometimes cats cats, judge cats judge you a bit, which is cats why when they you. love you, it's so much. It, it's it means so much more. <laughs> so they make, cats make you earn it. Yep. Um. <laughs> like, I always feel like a cat. Like I remember, like our cat would like sleep in the bed with us and stuff. And I always just felt like when that cat would give me enough space that I could sleep comfortably, it was like I was sleeping in her bed. You know, like she was <laughs> magnanimous enough to allow, uh, you know, my wife and I to share her bed. Um, and you yeah. know that that was the mindset going into yeah. it. But I had, to, I mean, I also had that with dogs as well that would come in and just try to get right into the middle. When I, yeah. I had a dog who would run in, he would scratch at my door when I was a kid and I had just like a little twin bed and he would scratch at my door and I'd go and open my door and he would run and curl up right smack in the middle of my bed, like to sit with me and I want to go back to sleep, but I can't like move him out of the way. And it's, you know, but, uh, pets are yeah. fun. Yeah. Uh I love dogs, but uh I love the independence of a cat. Yes. <laughs> Here's your food. Here's your water. Fuck off. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> here's your here's your box. Uh yep. behave or I will shit in your box. Um sometimes even if you do behave. Yeah. <laughs> what do you got? A mountain lion in here? What the fuck? <laughs> uh <laughs> um no, but but, yeah, seriously, my my condolences. Yes. Um, absolutely. Our condolences. Um, shifting gears, though, to what you were uh, beginning to talk about with the Peacock Network. Um, I, I first want to say, Meanie, before you get going on that, um, I don't know if everybody noticed the Mind of the Meanie logo, Trey Meanie Studios, uh, and I guess the Blue Meanie was there, too, uh, appearing on the WWE Network this oh, past yeah. week. Thanks to... Uh, Sam Roberts, the great Sam Roberts, a man of hair, a I kind love, of uh, hair. I love uh, Sam. I've known Sam forever. Uh, 
And he's so mod, like he he had me do the uh, the video uh, for his season finale of Not Sam Wrestling on the WWE Network, and he's so modest that like I put him over in the video and he he totally chopped it out. But uh, really? I'll say what yeah I'll say what I he chopped, I was like you know he's a, a friend of the business, uh, an asset to the business because um, yeah he never wrestled but he's always carried the torch of professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's, you know, kind of, uh, well, not not kind of. He is in the mainstream with, you know, Sirius XM. And, well, back and in, like, the, o- the Opie and Anthony days, like, yeah. he, he was, uh, that's when I originally knew him from. Um, yeah. Like, dude was all, because back then, if I remember correctly, he was just kind of like, they'd, like, bring him on as this dude who just was obsessed with wrestling and would talk about wrestling and stuff. Like, I'm sure he's on for yeah. other things, too, but that's what I always remembered. Um He's been carrying. Yeah, he's yeah, always he's, been carrying the flag for wrestling for a long time. Definitely been the flag bearer for professional wrestling. So uh, when he asked me to come on and uh, you know uh, just do a little video, uh, that was cool. I was I was flattered, and uh, you know uh, you know it, it was cool to uh, be on the WWE Network again for something uh, current because mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> I'm on there for all the ECW stuff, WWE stuff. Yeah. But uh, for Sam to have me be a part of his uh, first first season season finale uh, was really cool. It was really cool. I was very flattered. Yeah, that's. I thought that was awesome. Um, and uh, well, now let's talk about the WWE Network. WWE yeah. Network is uh, is moving. Uh, it's it's no longer Peacock. It's WWE Cock. And uh, <laughs> breaking news. Yes, uh, the WWE Network will be absorbed by the Peacock Network and Meanie. There, you and I have talked about this over the last week. Like, there, this is a win-win, like yeah. all the way around. This is yeah. so. Like, I've held off on getting the Peacock Network. Um, Same. And Same I way. even was like, let me check out the new Save by the Bell because I was a huge Save by the Bell fan back in the day. And I'm like, oh, cool, it's free. And I watched the first episode, and I'm like, this wasn't really that good. But I'm like, all right, but I'll try the second one. And they're like, oh, you have to subscribe. And I'm like, no, this wasn't worth it. Um, I did get it for the Psych movie, though. Um, but that was also free <laughs> on there as well. So, but the thing is, I've, I've wanted it. I would love to have the, you know, to pay for it. I hate the ads. You can do $4.99 for ads on Peacock or $9.99 ad-free. Well, right. now... I already pay nine ninety nine for uh, the WWE Network, so right. now you're talking about paying nine ninety nine, and you're just getting the Peacock Network. Well, or I, I hate this. We sound like a huge com- commercial for Peacock because really yeah, we they, get they, nothing. They ain't out. paying us shit. Put that yeah. out there. <laughs> we'll we, take we it. We get nothing for this, but uh, you know, just to smarten up fans, you know, about it. Or if you don't care about that, you could get the WWE Network for four ninety nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you would have ads. What I did, uh, they have annual uh, plans where if you pay up front, they knock off like two months. Mm. So for nine ninety nine ninety nine, you could get a year of Peacock, or for forty nine ninety nine, you could get a year of Peacock. So either way, you're you're going to be paying. You can pay significantly less that you're already paying. But you get the WWE Network and you get uh, the Peacock Network, which is, like you said, I was on the fence about getting it. 
Um, you know, they got sports stuff on there too, which I'm uh, curious about and all that good stuff. So, yeah, for me, it was it's it was like a no brainer. You know, uh, yeah. as far as having both, you know, you're getting two for one. So, uh, and I saw a couple people go, "Oh, bad move." I was like, "How? Yeah, well, how is how is it? How is this a bad? How is it a bad move where you're going you're going to get two streaming services for the price of one? Uh, WWE, uh, they're uh, renting out their WWE network to Peacock for five years for a billion dollars. So, now I do have a question. Uh, WrestleMania, right? Yes. Let's say you pay four ninety nine for the Peacock with um, uh, with ads. Do we know how that works with WrestleMania? I don't think it affects uh, live events. Okay. They might run like an ad before mm-hmm. the live stream goes on. You know, but you know if that's the case, oh well. I mean four ninety nine. <laughs> yeah. If you bet, if you pay. WrestleMania is like 80 bucks or something on pay-per-view. Why anyone here's okay. Let me, (laughs) why anyone still orders WWE pay-per-views on pay-per-view is beyond me. There is no, uh, there is no reason for it. And I know people are gonna be like, well, not everybody has it. No bullshit. If you can order pay-per-view, that means you have a cable company sending cable into your home correct right correct and i'm fairly certain that even the cheapest of cable companies are bundled in with some form of internet maybe it's crappy internet maybe whatever it is a roku stick is like 20 bucks right there is no if you're and and some people go well not everyone has 20 dollars fair but they somehow have $70 to pay for WrestleMania. So my question is, why are they not, why have they not been saying, okay, I pay for my cable. I'm going to take of that $70. I'm going to deduct $20 to get myself a Roku stick. Now I still got $50. Then I'm going to deduct $9.99. We'll round that up to $10 for for this one month (laughs) to watch WrestleMania. Okay? Yeah. Which... For the record, you sign up and that first month is free, but disregard that. You will come out ahead by 40 to $50 for WrestleMania by buying a Roku stick, plugging it into your television and getting, uh, and getting the WWE network. You will save money. So I've heard the excuse of like, not everyone can afford this, that, or the other, you know, all that stuff. But if the excuse, and that is true, but if the reason you're getting WWE pay-per-views on pay-per-view is because you think you can't afford the network, you're wrong because you're actually spending significantly more money, not even just a year, but a month by getting the pay-per-views than you would to outfit yourself with the ability to get the network. I, I yeah. want someone to prove me wrong on that theory. Cause I'm just saying, I think there are people who genuinely are looking at it going, Oh dude, nine ninety nine a month. I can't have that monthly bill coming. I can't have that extra thing. And I get that there, there's people out there, especially in tough times now where nine ninety nine, that's, 
that could send you over. That could send you, you know, you have other bills that need to be handled. I get that. Right. And I'm not talking right. about the people who can't afford it. And so they're not watching it all. I'm talking about the people who say they can't afford it, but are then buying the pay-per-view. It doesn't make any sense. If you can afford the pay-per-view, you can afford to get the network for yourself and two friends. Like I, I anyway, anyway, I'll, I'll even, uh, I'll even, uh, Oh yeah. Let's do our seltzers real quick. Yeah. I got hot. I need a drink. I just got lime. <laughs> I just have a lime seltzer. I got the uh, orange pineapple. Very nice. One one day I'll get this camera angle gimmick for the camera in good. There we go. Uh, yeah. Uh, three, two, one. But on the whole, uh, oh yeah. Always enjoy your drink out yeah. loud. I'll even go one step further with this whole peacock thing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, if you have Xfinity cable, mm-hmm. peacocks included. Yeah. So you're already paying for a cable bill. Peacock, if you're X, Xfinity, which is Comcast, owns NBC. Mm-hmm. NBC's peacock. So if you have Comcast cable, Xfinity cable, whatever you want to fucking call it, mm-hmm. You know, I still I still call Impact TNA. I don't know. Um, I still call WWE WWWF. So yeah, <laughs> you're old school, man. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, seriously, you get at no extra charge Peacock. So essentially, just for having cable, you get the WWE Network, and you get WrestleMania, and you get all the the entire library that they're going to have. Basically, it's going to be the same exact thing, just on Peacock. Or WWE cock, whichever you prefer to call it. Uh, but yeah, man. Um, yes, yeah, it seems like a no-brainer. Um, yeah. Especially for some somebody like me who's a cord cutter. I don't have cable. You know, I got internet. That's about it. But uh, you know, I do the you know the Netflix, the Hulu's. Uh, we just got Discovery Plus, which is pretty cool. Which yeah. Is like five bucks a month. Yeah. I well, I'm a big uh, mark for. Uh, ghost shows yes like ghost hunters and uh my friend uh amy bruni and adam berry they have a show on i believe the travel channel but it like it aired it's aired on a bunch of different stuff called uh kindred spirits where they uh, go to different places and uh investigate uh hauntings and stuff like that so we got it for that so we can catch up and very cool watch all the uh, watch all the previous episodes as well so yeah, we're in this. It's it's a good time to be a cord cutter because like all these different avenues of watching yeah. TV. Like if you don't care about watching something live, and uh, even even then, watch, yeah, you can watch, watch it live. Like I know there there are tons of things that are still that you can still stream live. Yeah. Um, well, that's why I think I like about Peacock too because they say they have live sports, and I, I'm not sure which live sports. It, it kind of looks like it might just be soccer at this point, but, uh, I thought you said sports, huh? What? I'm just kidding. What's that? I was just shit. Nah, well, you son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah. Um, hopefully the, uh, you know, cause, uh, NBC sports Philly, we have NBC sports in Philly here, which broadcasts the Sixers flyers, 
and Phillies. Mm-hmm. Hopefully that becomes part of the package too, you know? So, yeah, we shall see, but I'm excited. Uh, yeah, for I mean, you fast deal. forward five years and you're going to get everything on there. Like, you know, anything that you could ever get on an, on an NBC affiliate will be on the Peacock network within five years. Yeah. I'm heard. I heard like, I heard like right now they're moving, going to be moving a lot of stuff mm-hmm. from different streaming services over to Peacock yep. and make Peacock the uh, Grand Central Station yeah. of all their, uh, their content, which is fine by me. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, look, every time there's like a, a big paradigm shift in, in whether it's, you know, pop culture or, or just, you know, media or whatever it is, I, I'm searching for a term I can't find, but when there's a big shift, there's always some growing pains. There's always the, oh, I don't know if I can do this. I, you know, um, yeah. you know, I love, I don't know what I'm supposed to go on the internet without AOL. How's that work? You know, I got a <laughs> lot going through AOL. Um, yeah. I just, I just finished setting up my profile. Um, but I know oh, I, I have old, older friends who still call DVDs tapes. <laughs> well, they're just wrong. Uh, um, yeah. But yeah. I, I will still say things like, um, um, God, like, uh, I guess, like, did you, did you tape something or did you do something like that? Like when you, you know, when it's not tape being used, it's a DVR or something, you know? Um, yeah. but, uh, or like, oh, did you film this? Yeah. You film, <laughs> film it on your iPhone. Well, yeah. you can't because there's no film, so you can't film it. You can record yeah. it, but you can't film it. Um, yeah, I've tried to uh, fix my uh, terminology because, like, uh, no, I, I've been buying a, a lot of records, mm-hmm. a.k.a. vinyl. Mm. So I don't want to say I buy records because then they're like, what, a home run record? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I try to say album, but, but then you can't say album because it could be it could mean photo album. Mm. or. But if you say vinyl. Yeah, people. Then people know it's you know, a full body suit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Son of a bitch. You just threw a whole fucking monkey wrench in there. There you go. That's what I got. I got a whole barrel of them here. Uh, uh, wrench, wrenches, not monkeys. Um, yeah. Barrel of monkeys. <laughs> so, uh, but no, I think when, when, as time goes on, people just adapt. So there's this thought process of like, well, how can we all become cord cutters? How can we all go to just streaming? Well, it's like, remember when there was no such thing as cable? I grew up without yeah. cable. Oh, same here. You know, like, and like my kids today, man, they like don't understand. So we we because we have the construction going on upstairs, we brought a TV from the uh, an old TV that we had in our guest room. We brought it down to the basement. And we've had in the main, our, you know, our nice uh, smart TV in the family room where they go on and they watch their Disney Plus and they have that. Well, they don't have that in, in the basement here. And they, like, couldn't understand. Because we were just like, you'll be fine. We, get, we have cable. You can turn on the Disney, Disney Junior or something, you know, and, and watch your shows. But no, they're like, well, we want to watch this. We want to watch this. Can you put Disney Plus on we're like, we can't do Disney Plus on here. And they're like looking at us like we're just lying to them and like won't let them have it. And I would go, here's the remote. You figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? And just like I could. 
Um, Just like I, how as a kid had to figure out how to watch wrestling yep. uh, in the day of you know where you, you had to go in a newspaper and, and look up a, uh, a a time and a listing and all that but stuff. You know, it's like it's funny though, but like these kids, like they don't. They, I, I may have mentioned this on the show once before, but like they got into He Man watching He-Man because I, I nice. found it for them. I'm like, I loved He-Man as a kid. Let's see, you know, if, Same. if they'll get into it. And like, I told my kids at one point, they're like, oh, we want to watch more. I'm like, do you understand you have watched in, in just the last like two weeks more He-Man than I watched in my entire life. And they're like, what? And I'm like, because you finish an episode, you go, can I watch another one? That didn't happen back in the day for me. Right. He-Man came right. on, and guess what? If I happened to have been somewhere else when He-Man came on, I didn't see He-Man that week. <laughs> so, you know, it, it, it's, it's... And when He-Man was over, I saw He-Man the following week. That's when I saw it again, you know? Yeah. And, but little things like, oh, can you take that... Uh, can you play that song again in the car? Like, can you play that song again? It's like, dude, like, we used to have to rewind... If I liked yeah. a song a lot, if I made like a little like mixtape for myself, I would put the song, I would record the song like three times in a row just so I, because if I knew I was going to want to listen to it multiple times, yeah. so I wouldn't have to keep rewinding. I knew I had like a three song block that I could listen to the same song. But, you know, it's, it's I've always loved, and you more so than me a little bit, um, and this is not a joke, but because you're, you're 10 years older, um, right you know, you were still young enough to be appreciating like the change in technology and using it at the same time. You know, it's not like you were like, you know, in your, in your forties when, you know, AOL first came out or something, you know? So, right. but for me, like I've always looked at like my age range to your age range. Like we grew up alongside technology. Like kids yeah. today are growing up with technology. They already have it. Mm -hmm. But we grew up alongside it. Like I had a TV that didn't have color in my house at one point. I had a TV yeah. that uh, had the knobs on it. Yeah. Um, I remember when my dad, my dad loved, um, he, he loved technology and getting like, you know, video cameras and all. And I remember our video camera was plugged into a giant, like pretty much <laughs> like a VCR and like it yeah. was plugged in and the tape didn't go in the camera. The tape went into this thing and it was this like massive contraption to be able to like film the, like, and now we're running around. My kids are like grabbing my phone. Like, Hey, can I take a, a video with it? Like it's yeah. incredible. When I was a kid, we had, when, when I was a kid, we had a TV on top of a TV that died. <laughs> you know, you'd have that big piece of furniture, <laughs> big TV on the floor and then the, the uh, built-in furniture TV, yeah, that's like, yeah, yep. that's a, like people turn them into fish tanks now and shit like that. Yeah. We would, and we'd buy a new TV. You're like, oh well, fuck it, let's stop buying the stand, put yeah, it on the old on TV. The <laughs> <laughs> um, my dad had a little kit that he actually I have it in in my closet. Um, yeah, he built these little. I mean, I'm talking little, like I don't know, maybe like. Uh, uh, God, I don't know, like twelve inches by twelve inches or something, like you know. Uh, but they were little TVs. It was it was a kit that you got at probably at like Radio Shack or Channel or one of those places back in the day. And yeah. he built that. And that's what we had uh, when we upgraded to having a TV in our kitchen. It was this tiny little thing that had the antennas that went up top and stuff. 
Um, there was no cable you could connect to it or anything. And that TV um, is where I first saw uh, the report of Bret Hart winning the WWF championship uh, from <laughs> Ric Flair. And uh, I guess whatever, whether it was Superstars or Challenge or something, when they reported it. Um, and uh, yeah, like I watched that on that TV. Um, I remember watching the uh, debut of the new adventures of He-Man on that TV and remembering the first time I'd ever been disappointed in something. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so it's... Uh, yeah, shout out to Dude, my when, shout out to my dad. My dad actually he passed away seven years ago today, as we're recording. Oh this. wow! And oh. Uh, yeah, so it's just it, it's funny that it popped into my head some of the things that he had done. But um, yeah, but yeah, that's so. awesome. Yeah, man. Uh, you talk about uh, having certain memories, and you just jarred a memory like that. I learned like when Bob Backlund, you know, like I'm old enough to remember that when Bob Backlund lost the WWF title. Yeah, it was such a big deal that the local Channel Three Sports here in Philadelphia like broke it as it really? right after it happened. Yeah, I, I, it was Channel Three. Uh, it might have been like a, it was like a weeknight, and Howard Howard Eskin, who uh, <laughs> is a legend here in Philadelphia, yeah. who worked on the six ten WIP now ninety four WIP. At the time, he was. This was when Channel 3 was NBC and not CBS. Okay. Uh, that's how far I'm going back. Uh, yeah, like he, he came he came through to do the local uh, sports. And he goes, and also in Madison Square Garden tonight, and they showed the footage of like, wow, you know, Iron Sheik, you know, beating the uh, back of her belt. And like, that was like, that blew my mind. That's crazy. It was like right up there. So it was right up there when like Bobby Heenan took out the w, uh, the NWA uh, big gold belt on WWF TV yeah. for the first time. I was just like, what? You yeah. know, and like, you know, I was like Joaquin Phoenix in Signs when, he, you know, the alien <laughs> pops up and he backs up from the TV. I'm like, what? You know, because we didn't have the internet back then, you know, yeah. and, you know, just to you know, have wrestling news broken in on like a mainstream news channel. By Howard Askin. Like, Howard Askin was always wrestling friendly, but that blew my mind, you know? I, just, I remember seeing that for the first time. I wish, like, I don't know. I go back and forth so much with this. Like, I hate how readily available everything is now, yet I love it yeah. at the same time. Yeah. You know, I look at things like, okay, so we're in a pandemic right now. Forgetting the fact that, obviously, if we didn't have this technology, we couldn't even be doing a podcast. But, you right. know... Without social media, because I, I, as a whole, I hate social media. I think it has ruined our world, and I, I you know, I think it's, yeah. it's it's terrible. It gave a voice to people who should have always remained voiceless, um, right. and, and I think it's terrible. Having said that, um, during a pandemic when we weren't going anywhere, you remove social media from the mix, and how on earth? does anyone know about our podcast? Like, you know, how does anyone know about my show on fight? Like how does, you know, and, and then you talk about, you know, going in person to these conventions and stuff Well, social media is how I bet 99% of these people are finding out that there's, you know, maybe the occasional person saw a flyer in up in the, in the uh, coffee shop near, near where the event's going to be. But Everybody else finds out on social media, which is how people are able to continue to make a living in the wrestling business. You know, it, it's 
Yeah. So in some regards, I absolutely love it. Um, and this isn't like fair to say, but in a way I almost wish there was like a, like a social media that like, I don't know. It's not, it, it, you can't just be like a social media where only like celebrities can use it. Um, cause I think that's the media, but, um, yeah, I, I just, I don't know. I just, there's so much people post like great news about something and there's going to be someone taking a shit on it in the comments. And it's just, yeah. It, it is impossible to escape the negative, and I hate that because I'm somebody yeah. who will get bogged down by that, and I don't want Same. to. I want to yeah. have nothing to do with negativity, but it'll sit with me and, and, and fester, and I'll get furious about some, you know, some mark on on a, on a, a <laughs> comment here. I'm getting hot, but uh, you know. Um, well, that, that that was me with the peacock announcement, mm-hmm. and then. Uh, that was me yesterday. Uh, the uh, Eagles rolled out their new coach in a press conference, yeah. and like he wasn't the best. It wasn't the best press conference, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, he kind of rambled for a little bit, but I'm sitting there as somebody who's I've you know I spoken in front of people mm-hmm. for a living, and you know I've performed in front of forty thousand people. I've performed in front of four people. And guess when I was the most nervous? In front of four people. Yeah. And this guy had to do a press conference in an auditorium. A press conference in an empty auditorium to a camera with faceless people mm-hmm. on the other side judging him. And, you know, it was it was it the most eloquent of press conferences? No. But, uh, Jesus Christ, you give the guy a fucking break, you know, uh, I'm talking about Nick Sirianni, our, our uh, new Eagles' new head coach. Mm-hmm. So every time I hear his name, I hear Nick Sirianni. I'm expecting to hear a beep beep, like "Hey Siri." <laughs> beep, beep. But um, yeah, I, like yesterday, my whole mood was just fucking furious. Yeah, at like the reaction to it, I was like, "You motherfuckers, you go out there and talk in a full auditorium." Well, not yeah. a full audit. Go talk to a an auditorium that's completely empty. It's just your voice that you're hearing yep. back at yeah, And, like, when you're talking to somebody, you can, you can at least have the the courtesy, you know, like if you're doing a press conference, talking in front, you can, like, look at people and make a connection and stuff like that. He's looking at empty fucking seats. Yeah. Now, here, I'm doing this podcast with you. I'm looking at you on the camera, you know? Yeah. I'm, even though I'm alone in my room, I'm talking to you. Yeah, I like, we don't a- feel alone. We feel like we're having a conversation, and then we, you know. Right, got- our pod squad here that we, you know, we know it took us a while to like be able to connect that in our minds that people are actually watching us live. But, yeah. um, and still now that I'm saying it out loud, I'm reminded of it and it's weird. <laughs> um, but, uh, but no, I, I, I agree completely with, with what you're saying. There's as far as like public that- speaking, cause I've done a lot of public speaking before and I agree completely with you. Now, I never, per, I never performed in front of forty thousand people. Definitely performed right. in front of four. Well, that was that, that was uh, a one time deal. <laughs> hey, at the, hey. Uh, that's know. fine. Where was that? Uh, humble brag at the uh, Toronto Sky Dome. Oh, no. Um, but no, but uh, to me, I agree. Like we've talked about before, like we 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 hope to one day, whether it's like a star cast or something, that be able to do a stage show for my end of the meeting. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and if it doesn't happen, it's nobody's fault. It's just, you know, it's a goal that we have. Uh, but to me, I would be more comfortable 
if it was a sold out, you know, hanging from the rafters, jam packed room, if we were doing a live stage show in front of 50,000 people or a live stage show in front of 15, I would be more nervous in front of the 15. Yeah. Because 50,000 people basically just almost, and it sounds wrong, but they almost like disappear. Like they're not, they don't, you don't see them as individual people in that same regard. And then you can pull the occasional person like in the front row, you can pull them in with you because you're still surrounded by this overwhelming mass of humanity, um, which I don't know when we're ever going to be able to have an overwhelming mass of humanity again, but. um, Yeah. And like you say, you're in front of 15 people, two people in that audience are having a conversation with each other. You fucking hear it. Oh yeah. And that just throws you off your fucking game. And you're just like, Jesus Christ, I can hear you. Uh, this isn't this isn't TV. I can hear you. I used You're to have that when I would do like gigs and stuff. I'd go to like uh, when I was when I'd play music. Um, mm-hmm. I would go to there'd be some places where it was like a really great turnout and really good, and then there's some places where it, it's not that it wasn't a good turnout, but your job was to just kind of play music almost as like background music. But you've yeah. got you know you're in like a club and you've got a bunch of people uh, who are sitting there watching and enjoying it as a show. And then the people doing nothing wrong, sitting and having conversations. Well, they're sitting and having conversations, but there's live music's going. So what are they doing? They're yelling over the live music to have a conversation with each other. And yeah. you're sitting there trying to play music, and that's all you're hearing is their conversation. It's, uh, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, cut the guy a fucking break. Yeah, know? dude, I was so fucking angry about that. And also, then- I don't give a shit if he's a good public speaker. I don't care. Right. I'm looking for right. a, a guy who's, I, I would love him to be a good football coach. Yeah. You know, that's something from, I have high hopes for, you know. But. Yeah, and from all accounts, like, you know, when they he was first hired, WIP did the whole thing where they interviewed people who knew him from yeah. his childhood all the way up. And and his, all his former players are like, yeah, he's the real deal. He's great, yeah. you know. You know, it reminded me of, uh, okay, we're getting back into Philly sports when Charlie Manuel was first hired for the Phillies. He got slaughtered because mm-hmm. – he said he was a dumb fucking because like he he wasn't the most eloquent eloquent speaker, but they're like, oh look at this idiot, blah blah blah. He couldn't even get through a press. Yeah, he got us a World Series. So yeah. sh- shut the fuck up. Yeah. yeah. And then and once he won the World Series, everybody, oh good old Charlie. Yeah. Oh, he's I love it, Charlie. Best, or, yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that that that's that, that you're talking about the the best and worst of social media. It's just like I just you know I just want to fucking just like. Wish you could turn. I wish I didn't have to rely on it. Yeah, you know, but it, it's a good way to keep in touch with people. Well, that's a way thing. to communicate. But we've been lucky but, enough that we've been able to, you know, start this Patreon group. And yeah, you know, um, yeah. I would love to get to a point where we don't really have to interact outside of you know <laughs> our little like. You know, I, I know that's not fair. We can't la- ask all of our listeners to just join Patreon. Um, yeah, you know, right. pay us money so we don't have to deal with social media. But, uh, but it would be it, it would be nice when the time comes where we can just talk to like minded people um, and not deal with all the noise on the outside of it. Yeah. But you know, well, thank God Twitter has like a, a quality filter. Yeah, where where you can like kind of ease out the shitheads. You know, yeah. it's always those people who make the, uh, and, you know, the, they don't have a profile photo. It's just an egg, yeah. you know, and they're, they're Fucking shitting on you. Eggs. You're like, 
You're like, oh, which one of this is my firmware coworker said, you know, just made a, an account just to fucking break my balls. But, you know, you know, these people are fucking probably somebody in the business is breaking your balls. But like if they saw you in person, they go, oh, Meanie, good to see you, brother. So Meanwhile, they're like, let me make this account so I can call Meanie a fatso <laughs> or whatever. You know? So uh, this morning I was reading something. Um, our mutual friend, Kevin Matthews. Um, yes character and a half that that gentleman um yes but uh <laughs> but so kevin made a comment on there was like a, a video of kenny omega it was like slow motion kenny omega running across the ring about halfway point across the ring does like a uh just flying knee to his opponent and this is back in new japan and the comment was basically like how like incredible you know kevin was putting it over like dude that's just that's incredible so, of course, yeah. someone comments, like, who can't jump from the middle of the ring to another? It's an 18 by 18 ring, you know, so you're, you're jumping, like, nine feet or whatever. So, all right. Number one, yeah, the first thought of it, which, which Kevin said was, um, you know, it, it's, it's a 20 by 20 because it's New Japan. But regardless, so let's say he's jumping 10 feet, right? But he was at the height of his jump at the 10-foot mark which means that yeah. was more or less going to land at a 20-foot mark. So incredibly uh, uh, athletic. But then this is where it really gets interesting because a fan yep. like comments agreeing with how impressive it is and goes, yeah, it's extra impressive because the dude's only like 5'7". So Kevin Matthews goes, Kenny Omega is six foot. He's not 5'7". Yeah. Yeah. So the guy responds... There's no way he's six foot. So then Kevin, who's been like right. super close friends with Kenny since I think it was like 2006 or something. Deep South wrestling. Yeah. So he's like, he's like, yeah, you know what? You're right. I don't know. Whatever, you know. And then they claim that, you know, that Kevin Matthews was not six five and all that. So I, I was like, if I can weigh in just for a minute. Um, so I waited in just to have a little fun with Kevin. So I waited in with a picture of me and Kenny Omega. I said, I'm five, eight. I would say he's six foot cause he's, you know, a good few inches taller than me. You can clearly see he's taller than me in the picture. Yeah. I said, however, Kevin is actually only five, ten and a half. He just uses mirrors. Um, but it was so <laughs> ridiculous because even the guy who wasn't being negative on the original post and was impressed and was so impressed, made a statement that he's 5'7". Why? Right. Like, look, I get it. I get Shawn Michaels is 6'1", more like 5'10". Like, I understand. Like, that's the wrestling business. So you're all of a yeah. sudden going to assume they say he's six feet tall. He's whatever. Like the... Uh, the pad God. stats. Yeah, like uh, Adam Cole. There's that picture of Adam Cole and Zack Sabre Jr., and they're both built at the same height, and Zack Sabre Jr. is like a good four or five inches taller than him in the photo. Um, yeah. So that happens. Like, I, I totally get that. But, I mean, come on. Like, it's, it's, these people are just getting in arguments for no reason. Right. Like, and the one thing I would say to Kevin is just like, dude, like, don't engage. You know? Just yeah. don't engage. In it. It's just, who cares? Whatever. This guy thinks he's right. You know, it doesn't matter. I engage because right. I just wanted to have, have fun. Uh, with Kevin, but you know, it, it, it to me was like, like, what are you doing? Like, I don't know. I don't know. 
It could be infuriating in the, in the early days of uh, the internet, before pre-social media, when it was just like message boards, I would find myself getting into arguments and like a good five hours ago by, and I go, man, that was five hours. So I'll never, never get back. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it's like even like the slightest thing. And, you know, before there, there was a word, you know, for called trolling, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if it, it, you know, you get caught up and you you get, you know, uh, lather, worked up into a lather, you yeah. know, just over, so, over something that means nothing really in the, in the long haul, you know, like, um, like now there's this new, uh, so I, I, I just saw, cause I just got a notification from, uh, our, our good friend, uh, gimmick attorney, Mike Dawkins, um, nice. great dude. Uh, has a great show on adfreeshows.com. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Really interesting uh, that all wrestling fans who want to believe they're in the know, myself included, I'm not, you know, putting myself above that. I love to feel like I know what's going on in the business. Well, he breaks down the business end of things, the, the you know, talks copyright law and stuff. And that's where I brought him in because Extreme Championship Wrestling at the official ECW, um, great news for everybody. Uh, they're breaking news to all 647 of their followers uh, is that ECW will be making its return for the first time since 2001 and will include a three-hour special live on social media. More details will be out soon. Um, they, uh, they have also claimed that it will be in Albany, New York in the second quarter of 2022. Um, and that this is not related to the WWE's ECW, but it's the real ECW. So I tagged our good friend, um, our good friend uh, Mike Dawkins, and, and I, you know, I told him, I said, "quote I'm no gentleman of the law, but I'm pretty sure this is not how copyrights work." And uh, and he he wrote, "Joker's joking. I highly doubt WWE has licensed their trademark out for a rival promotion." They only quote license internally to quote rival promotions. So, yeah. you know, I wonder if this is the same people who are trying to say WCW was coming back. Yeah. And, oh, uh, I'm sure it's exactly the same people. And it's like, and you look at that, but here's the thing. People believe it. They're, you <laughs> know, I'm mocking the 600 something followers because the real ECW wouldn't have 600 followers. John Stewart is up to like a hundred thousand. He joined yesterday. So, you know, which by the way, follow John Stewart on, uh, on Twitter. If you haven't yet, um, the dude is friend just, of the business. What's that? Friend of the business. He's a, he's Oh a God. Yeah. Yeah. He's, uh, he's done run-ins. Um, well, dude, he was on, um, <laughs> he was on uh Rogan one time and like, you know, during the pandemic and then, yep. In the background, there was a chalkboard in the background. I guess he was in the kid's room or whatever, and they were, like, drawing, like, WrestleMania. They're, like, his kids drew yeah. something about WrestleMania on there or something yeah. like that. No, they're big. And he didn't even bother to uh, erase it for <laughs> for Rogan. He just left it up. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, the real question here is, uh, I mean, you can, you're not having the ECW without the blue meanie. So, meanie, are you signed on <laughs> to the new ECW? KFA, brother. There you go. Um... <laughs> Anyway, there's just a noise outside my fucking house. I'm trying to figure out what it was. I was like, my house isn't exploding, is it? No, no that would be unfortunate. Hey, there was a yeah. massive fire um, the other day. It was a uh, 
it was like a mulch fire or something like at, at, at like a, a farm down about 15 minutes from where I live. Yeah. I'm driving down the street and all of a sudden I'm like, oh, why is it all foggy? And then I drove into, I actually, from being in my car, I smelled like I had been at a campfire. Wow. It was the wind took it and it had apparently been burning since like 3 a.m. Um, and it was, man, it was, it was brutal. Uh, it's like going through a cloud. Um, That's insane. Yeah, it's, it's it's crazy. Like, um, there's certain things in, in South Philly. Like, I live down the street from a, well, not down the street, but there's like a this chemical plant in South Philly. And sometimes you you smell something weird at night, and you're like, oh, we're downwind from the factory, or yeah. Pew, what's that smell? Oh, it's New Jersey. Um, <laughs> we used to uh, go when when I train up before a match. I would go up to uh, the dungeon the Messed Brothers dungeon. And uh, it's usually when I would like uh, just do some training like in between matches and stuff um, when I was yeah. doing the indies and I wasn't working every weekend. So, you know, you need to keep sharp. Um, and we go there and I want to say they were, I can never remember if they were in Blandon or not or if they lived in Blandon. But I don't remember where it was. But either way, uh, they were right by a... From what we were told, we were right by a mushroom plant. I smelled like <laughs> shit. It yeah. was horrible. Um, but uh, I think, you know, we've talked about Mark Mast before, right? Yeah. Good dude. Yeah. No, he's the Mast. Um, <laughs> you can't figure it. You figure a town named Blandon can't be that exciting. It's like very bland. Oh. Where's the, uh, we got to find it here. Where is it? Uh, oh, here it is. Oh, have that ready. Yo, it's um, funny, you know, you talk about like, uh, you know, before social media, everything like that. Yeah. Right now, what we, me, you and I are doing would be considered pirate radio, like back in the day. Yeah. Like. Like, you know, before, like, the internet and all that stuff, like, people would do, like, radio shows. And I guess because it was over the air, it was illegal, and I guess FCC regulation. Yeah. But, like, all this stuff that people used to get in trouble for and get arrested for for doing pirate radio, now all you need is just an internet connection, and you could just do it and not get in trouble. Yeah. I mean, we're posting this here. We We don't even need to. Let's, I mean, you could literally do these things for free. Uh, without even having to pay for a podcast platform, we could go directly to YouTube if we wanted to. Yeah. You can go directly to Facebook, in, you know. Right. Um, we won't. <laughs> but, uh, one, one of my favorite movies was uh, a movie with Christian Slater called Pump Up the Volume, and he's like mm. this pirate radio host uh, talking about everything, you know, breaking kayfabe where everything's going on at his high school, and they're trying to find him, and they got the FCC uh, – you know, trucks trying to track down his signal and all that stuff. I was like, well, shit, you know, 20 years later, he could have just done it. You know, he could have just had a podcast, had a podcast and you, and made yeah. millions of dollars. Yeah. You know, that's just, basically just what we're like doing. You is and I. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. By the way, if you'd like to sponsor mind of the meanie, send your emails to mind of the meanie at gmail.com. Um, <laughs> no, we're 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 doing doing great. I noticed you guys have an ad at the start of 
This is from Travis. Add at the start of uh, Front Row Material with Mikey Whipwreck and Jerry Lynn. Uh, yeah, we do. Um, we appreciate them very much. Uh, they are neighbors of ours over on the MLW Radio Network. Um, yes. Also, uh, uh, while I've never actually met uh, Mikey, uh, Jerry Lynn has become a, a friend. Um, and obviously, yes. Meanie knows both of them very well. Um, yes. Uh, and... They're, uh, they're, I guess, host or co-host. I don't know how you'd, how you'd put it. I don't know how, where, what he. Well, well, I guess they're all co-hosts. Yeah, they're I know hosting together. Yeah, I got creative in here that I'm, I'm, uh, I'm your tour guide into your mind. None of us are hosting anything. I'm just no. guiding people through the weeds. We're um, just fucking babbling. But I've always no, but they're great. Yeah, check them out for sure. Um, they're awesome and have always been. Uh, very supportive of our show. We appreciate it very much. Um, yeah, I've but, made a few appearances on there. Yeah, but but then it's like you know, as as you go start doing your own podcast, we got like three podcasts. Well, I got three. We yeah. you got you you got the uh, two podcasts, but you also got you know, so sure enough on YouTube. No, I got the Eagles podcast. Then me and you have mine and Amini. That was extreme. You have mine and me. That was extreme, and so so sure enough on YouTube, and then it's at the point where like somebody asks you, "Hey, you want to come on my podcast?" And you're like, "Man, do I do I have time?" You know, I'm trying to, I'm caught up in my own little uh, world over here. Yeah, and it's trying, trying to get this gimmick rolling. It's tough. It um, is. Like I got the message from the dude I've been uh, talking about for months, doing something with a pay per view, like a um, prediction, like a pre show prediction thing, or something like that. And yeah. it's just from a scheduling standpoint, um, it's been brutal. And then there have been times where he's like, oh, you want to do a post show? And we've been lucky enough that now we're, you know, we're working with Fight TV for alternative commentary. Yeah. And I have no energy when that show goes off the air to go hop on a post show for, <laughs> for somebody else. And, yeah. uh, and I never want to be like a jerk about it. Um, uh, I just, you know, it, it's... Like you said, we're we're you know we're building something now. So we've got um, how many shows do you say you have? Three. So uh, well, one one's on hiatus now with the Eagles uh, right. recap show. So Meanie's bird recap. Uh, well, I, I've, I've got, got my that, on the that. ropes, which is on hiatus because yeah. even though I still have some I haven't aired yet because I don't have the the second part of it with like the young the unknown talent. So I gotta I really gotta get some interviews. Yeah, um, yeah, and but you, I, you gotta, there's like, you gotta find a balance. Yeah, between, yes, I want to do these shows, but yes, I also want to promote these shows, but you know, I don't want to spread myself too thin. Yeah, because you know, you also got balanced, you know, regular everyday family life. Too, yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, we've now we've got just. You and I together have three. Do we have three shows? Yeah. Uh, you said you have. You said that you have three, but you actually have more, because we have alternative commentary. Yeah, that too. Mini. Yeah, we have that was extreme with Joel Gertner. Which uh, right. what is today? When when people are listening to this, is it the first? Yes. So Go today. right now over to adfreeshows.com. Uh, episode two of That Was Extreme is available right now over on AdFreeShows.com. 
Dot com. Uh, unless you're listening to this like right at 6 a.m. when our show drops, and then you might have to wait a couple of hours. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was a great show. Referee Jim Molino joined us. Um, and then if you sign up to, uh, I don't know if it's Top Guys or a couple other ones, but um, if you sign up to add free shows, you'll be able to pop in for a little uh, little Q and A with us. Yeah, uh, tonight, February first. Yes. Um, Travis says, can't wait for That Was Extreme uh, episode two. Uh, Episode one was incredible. You guys with Gertner are such a great combo. Jim Molino is my blue blue oyster cult homeboy. All right. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Molino's definitely got some uh, strong music knowledge. You know, uh, I'm glad... uh, we got him on, even though, you know, it was like last, last minute, you know. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, the, well, the thing is, like, you know, I wasn't a wrestler yet. Uh, I wasn't in the company. Uh, Joel wasn't in the company. Mm-hmm. And we're reviewing a show, and, uh, you know, we figured let's have some, uh, I mean, even though we we eventually went on to work with a, plenty of the talent that was on the show, uh, it was also good to have, you know, Jim come on towards the end and uh, give us, you know, a feeling of like the atmosphere and everything like that. But, but it's a great, I mean, it's a great listen, I think, uh, and watch, you can watch it as well. Um, Yeah. I think people are really, I'm I'm really happy with it. I'm really happy with it. I'm really happy with the way it turned out. Yeah, me too. Yeah. The first one, uh, barely legal. is something, you know, I've talked about, you know, at length countless times. But uh, the you know we did uh, the night the line was crossed uh, for Eastern Championship Wrestling, yeah. and it was nice to have a fan perspective, and also give uh, the perspective of you know you know a future you know worker yeah. you know and how I felt you know then and reflecting back on it now because you know I hadn't watched that show in a while, so uh, for that was extreme. I went and watched the show leading up to. That the night the line was crossed, I watched the night la- the line was crossed, and then I watched the uh, Fallout show. Yeah, which really wasn't much of a Fallout show, but they had recaps and stuff like that. And yeah, uh, post post uh, you know that uh, post show uh, promos on the TV the following week. Yeah, you know, and that was really cool. Yeah, to, uh, it was go neat. back and watch it was that neat to with, see the old stuff like that. You know, early with new season. eyes. Yeah. watch it. You know. Uh, so definitely go check that out. Um, that that was a blast to do. Uh, we'll continue to do that. We have that great graphic now, um, which they actually asked for to use for, uh, I think, for the audio feed. Um, nice. Which is really cool. And uh, so, yes, yeah, so I, I actually have to get that over to them today. Uh, but Slichter just, man, just killed it. Yes, he did. And such a and, job. As always. But, uh, yep. yeah, it's definitely cool to be a part of the ad-free show family. Uh, yes. They got some uh, other cool stuff that's coming over. Like you interviewed Ian Riccoboni and uh, Ian and uh, Carrie Silkins doing a show on wrestling posters. Yep. Yeah, Ian which, talks all about that on So So Sure Enough. Check that out on Fight or uh, at YouTube.com slash So So Sure Enough. Yeah, man. Throw that in uh, there. Wrestling, you know, besides being a melt mark, you know, wrestling posters are – a form another form of artwork that you know it's kind of a lost art you know now with the social media age and the internet and stuff like that you know back in the day you go to a, a 
or if you're just running an event, you're trying to, you know, get the word out. You know, when I was doing the promotion of 3PW, you know, I'd, I would plaster South Philly with, you know, phone poles and with posters, and I'd go into every little mom-and-pop shop that would let me put flyers out and stuff like yep. that where you're putting flyers out at strip clubs because you're like, yeah, wrestling fans uh, are perverts too. So, yeah. you know. Just, they uh, love a good pair of breasts. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, it was always, you know, pounding the payments. And, you know, you know, Carrie's doing the show with the wrestling posters, which is a form of lost art in a way. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Definitely check that out over at Ad Free Shows. Thank you to Ad Free Shows for having us for another uh, edition of That Was Extreme. Yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, going to be. It's going to be a lot of fun. I think people are going to like this one, and uh, and who knows what we'll do? Maybe we'll do a dive into uh, into like a little uh, character um, episode next yeah. month. Maybe yeah. We'll do something like that. Put up a few options of uh, some yeah. more iconic ECW members, and just kind of take a, a stroll through their career. Um, Absolutely. I do, do want to say as far as uh, YouTube.com slash Sosa Chernoff, as we record this, I have <laughs> 999 subscribers. If you're on Patreon and you're listening to this right now or watching this and you have not subscribed to my YouTube channel, uh, be a doll and, <laughs> uh, and help me get to 1,000. I'm going to give you all a behind-the-scenes look at how I do the show. Um, once that happens, I'm going to start working on that, um, including some clips from back when I did it at the studio, and it was far more interesting. Um, but I also think that'll be kind of neat to show the behind the scenes of how the show used to be versus behind the scenes of how I do the show now. Um, but uh, yeah, please, please. Uh, and also go to youtube.com slash mind of the meanie. Um, we are... Uh, Right now, we are at 1,070 subscribers, nice. um, which we're really happy with. Uh, we are going to, at some point in February, get uh, something going with, with the gentleman from Wildcat Belts. Um, we'll, we'll schedule that in February. He's on board. Yep. So, yeah. so we just have to schedule it and do that as a little bonus gimmick there, and I'm hoping that it will... Uh, that that'll, that'll really bring some eyeballs to the podcast. Um, I'm very excited to do that. Um, what else, Meanie? What else is going on? What else is on your mind today? <laughs> Besides uh, trying to stay warm, I just uh, basically everything we, we've talked about, man. It's just uh, been an interesting week with uh, WWE uh, going with the Peacock Network, uh, which is kind of something they teased along the way, uh, like Vince said something casually in a in a conference call like almost maybe a year back and people are like trying to figure oh is it going to be ESPN and all that stuff but no it's NBC which they've had a, a long cock. story yeah they've had a long <laughs> never mind uh they have they've had a long uh story uh uh long uh Working relationship. That's the term I was looking for. Working relationship with NBC all going all the way back to uh, Saturday night's main event. And then, you know, them helping to promote, you know, produce some of the early WrestleManias and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, just, uh, you know, everything's uh, uh, 
interesting with that. Uh, as far as me, uh, just trying to stay busy, uh, you know, with everything that's going on with the, uh, pandemic and, uh, you know, trying to think of new ways to keep the show fresh and exciting and, uh, just trying to promote it, you know? Uh, yeah. And we can, we're, use we're, we're, if you're listening to this, we could use your help. Um, Hey, Travis says, so says Chernoff is officially at 1000. Thank you, sir. Ta-da. Appreciate it. Why'd it take you so long? Uh, no, thank <laughs> you so much. Appreciate it. Oh, that's exciting. Oh, dude, a uh, friend of the show, RJ City, speaking of YouTube, has a like a mini documentary on YouTube through uh, the Fight Network, not to be confused with Fight TV, but Fight Network through Canada. And uh, me and Mrs. Meany just watched that the other night, and that was really fun. Uh, and it was basically just like a... Uh, I mean, they went to do a documentary on him, but everything shut down. So basically it was just like a mini one-man show where he just, you know, talks to the camera and, you know, talks about his career and different stuff like that. And as always, RJ City is entertaining. Um, You know, even I, you know, uh, even on Sunday mornings when I could probably use the extra sleep, I make sure I get up, you know, a little bit early to watch, uh, you know, um, RJ City makes coffee in his underwear and stuff like that. And it's always a good time because it's interactive, you know, like us mm-hmm. with our pod squad. Yes. You know, every now and then, you know, I'll pop in. David Arquette will pop in. Matt Camp from The uh, the Bump will pop in. And yes. we're all uh, uh, we're all intermingling and uh, having fun and uh, interacting, so to speak. And uh, actually, speaking of YouTube, right now there's a uh, 24-hour – uh, wrestling show that's been happening since eight o'clock last night. Yeah, uh, uh, I mean it'll be done by the time people are hearing that, unless you're on Patreon. Uh, but I'm, I believe you'll be able to go back and watch it and still donate. Yeah, yeah. Tell uh, us. Game Ch- Game Changer Wrestling GCW, who uh, is a promotion that's really doing some some good stuff. Uh, you know they they have a sort of like an ECW spirit where they're like they're you know word of mouth and they're. Look, I try. I ran a wrestling promotion called Three PW, and it was hard enough running Philly. But these guys are running all over the country. They've done shows in Japan, all you know, Indiana, all over the place. And I'm just astounded that you know, at you know how hard they're working. Uh, but right now they're doing a 24 hour uh, wrestling show called uh, Fight Forever. It's on YouTube on their official YouTube for absolutely free. But what they're doing is they're trying to raise money for independent wrestlers affected by the pandemic. Yeah. So uh, if, you know, you're watching right now, uh, you know, in the pod squad, uh, when we're th- or you, you can watch it side by side or whatever. Uh, I was watching a little bit this morning. Uh, but, yeah, they're, uh, they're, you know, they're actually the show's happening in Philly today, too, so which is kind of weird because I don't oh, know where cool. they're. Uh, yeah, just go, man. Go. If you want to no, go. No. If you want to go, just no. go. It's fine. I'll no. finish the show. I'm- Nah, I'm good. Uh, uh, no, they're uh, actually they are being. Uh, f- I believe they're being filmed. I, sh- I, I should say, uh, go go for rest. I should say I don't want to. I don't want to be rude. I I know. I I, I said now I'm good in the way of. Now I don't want to rest. They could be taken the wrong way. Uh, oh, I got what you're saying. Yeah, you didn't. You didn't mean now I'm good. I'm not checking out that shit. You meant no, I'm good. It's freezing cold in a pandemic. I think I'll stay home. And I would like to be vaccinated before I do yes. any other thing. Um, but, uh, yeah, and there's also a lot of I mean, blood there. You want to get vaccinated for a lot of shit before you go to a GCW show. Yeah, um, they're a tad violent. 
but I think the uh, I think the good people over at uh, GoPro Wrestling are uh, filming everything over there. Um, yeah, they're uh, recording. They're I should say, not filming. Yeah, their uh, productions pretty pretty cool, man. Yeah. Uh, dude, back when I you know, back in my day, uh, you know, it was just like you were recorded a show on one VHS camcorder. Yep. And, uh, you know, hopefully somebody would buy one copy. But, like, you know, they got, a like, a three-camera, four-camera shoot mm-hmm. airing live right now on YouTube, and it's it's pretty cool. It's pretty yeah, cool. I think they're also on Fight, I believe, too. I think they're... Oh, if they are, then, yeah. They're uh, also on Fight as well. Um, our, uh, our good friends at Fight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, uh, I just kicked off, speaking of Fight, just kicked off Season 3 of So Says Chernoff. Congratulations. Um, Thank you. Uh, so I have a great continued relationship with Fight. And you and I, uh, and this is, I want to do a hard sell on this for, for the show that comes out on Monday. You and I will be live yesterday night. Uh, <laughs> alternative commentary on Fight. Um, uh, we're always we're always on time with these fucking Yes, uh, I think we put it over place. last week as well uh, as the yeah. go-home show. But uh, but yeah no as we're recording this we're still it's the day before so I'm very excited for that uh, alternative commentary it's fun for me you know the Royal Rumble especially is a time that like I always Royal Rumble and WrestleMania were the shows that I always was getting together with friends to watch yeah, um, yeah. so it's nice I'm going to be able to be with you Meanie and uh, hopefully a number of members of our pod squad will be there in the chat um, and we'll all just be hanging out having a good time. Um, yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, the rumble should be interesting, um, as always. Yeah, uh, I was wondering. I, I'm kind of hoping, and, and I mean, we all know by now. By the time you're listening to this on Monday, uh, whether or not it happened, but I was kind of like, I was. I was like, I wonder if they'll do something since they're technically in this gigantic stadium, even though yeah. it looks like a little arena. I was like, maybe they'll do something where they'll like, even if they just extend a little bit to make it look a little bit bigger or something, you know, for the rumble. I don't know. I doubt they a little will. bit more grander. Yeah, I doubt they will. Um, but either way, it'll be fun. Uh, the crazy thing of it is that even though they've moved locations, it, you can't really tell. You know, it's just no. It's basically the same setup, which uh, you know, kind of a shame. You take advantage of all that space. Yeah, it's know? weird. But, uh, um, this will be our uh, fourth of the 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 big four pay per views. You know, is that WWE right? We've original. done. We did SummerSlam. We did Survivor Series. We haven't Wrestle- done WrestleMania. We haven't. We didn't do WrestleMania. You sure. We started right before SummerSlam. We started with. Oh, we well, start. Okay. Oh no, I'm sorry. We started with SummerSlam, and then we did AEW right after. That's right. Maybe we started with SummerSlam, so we haven't hit WrestleMania yet, but. Uh, I'd like to think we'll be doing that. Um, I'd like to I, I, think. I, um, I as well. Yes. Uh, no, I think it's it's. Uh, I think it's safe to say we'll be watching WrestleMania. Uh, does that mean two nights of alternative commentary? Looks to be all right. Looks to be that way. All right. Sounds good. Uh, <laughs> so we're doing that. Um, those are going to be some long shows. I wonder if I, I need to get a new chair. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm in that predicament right now, too, because, um, 
you know, when I was like, oh, I got the uh, Trey Meany Studios, and yeah. uh, it'll be pretty cool. I could do uh, mine and Meany sitting in this uh, Philadelphia Spectrum chair. Yeah. And uh, I noticed, you know, doing, you know, said show in a Spectrum chair for three hours. It's uh, kind of takes its toll. It's a lot because <laughs> these a lot. these aren't these aren't the most uh, comfortable of seats. Yeah. Uh, they are for the f- first maybe hour, but then again, you know, you go to a, a back in the day, you go to a concert at Spectrum. You're you're standing up. You're not sitting in these chairs. So, yeah. so, um, uh, but yeah, I'm in the me and Mrs. Meany are in the in the market trying to find a new chair. Like I have a couch right over like in front of me, and I'm almost wondering. If when it comes time for uh, for like a WrestleMania one, I might shift my studio around and just sit on the couch. Well, the early days of mine and the meanie and alternative commentary, I was doing it in my living room sitting on the couch. Yeah. And now I've moved and I, now I got this office, you know, the studio. I gotta figure, yeah, and I got to figure something. I can't watch WrestleMania on my laptop screen. No. Nah. Like, I got to figure something out. And I want to watch WrestleMania. I want to be able to, you know, I, I might bring a TV in. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know how I'm going to do that. but Hook it up to a Roku. Yeah, I might have to do something like that, but we'll see. Hey, uh, you want to ask me anything? Yes, dear. All right. Well, you can ask me any on your own time because it's you. <laughs> see what I did, uh, but yeah, no. I think uh, at this point, why don't we go ask Meanie? See what uh, what the good people on the Twitter have to say. I invite it. Ask me something. A little extended uh... remix. All right, so I need to hook up the fart mic. Yeah, you do. You've been saying that for a long time. I've been teasing it. Uh, Johnny Rassel, at Johnny Rassel, asks, if you got the chance to manage anyone in today's wrestling scene, who would it be? Ooh. Um, Great question. Yeah, it is. Uh, And that's that's the thing. Most of my career, you know, I've been a tag team wrestler and kind of been a manager when it came to, like, you know, managing – be in the corner for Raven and stuff like that, or Stevie. So I kind of have that, uh, you know, experience of being a corner person manager extraordinaire. Uh, dude, I would love to do something with Danhausen. Uh, not sure if he needs my help. Uh, he seems to be doing fine on his own. Uh, yeah. Talking about somebody who's been a winner, him and RJ City have won the apocalypse as far as social media yes and stuff like that you know uh you know dan housen you know with his social media and he's uh he's in hot topic of all places you know, know. he's got shirts and hot to- rj city he's uh always on the bump he's doing all this cool stuff but if i could manage anybody i would love to be in the corner of or just do something with dan housen um that'd be uh that'd be a lot of fun um no, maybe he can get you uh, get you a job back over at uh, Ring of Housen, and uh, yeah, he could just, he could talk he to Dave Honor. Yeah, <laughs> his feed is so much so much fun because like you know uh, some wrestler will post that they just had a match or whatever, and he'll just do the yell, "Did you win?" 
<laughs> Which, if you're a professional wrestler, you know that's the worst fucking question that any family member or friend yeah. can ask you. <laughs> like, you know, my early career, you know, I did a lot of jobs. So, like, I'm doing all these shows, and uh, I would come home from a loop or whatever, and my, my grandma would be like, or my mom be like, oh, how'd the show go? Good. Did you win? I, I got paid. <laughs> that, yeah. That's what winning is in pro wrestling. Yeah, when you, paid, Especially really. on the indies. When you, got, when you left and you got paid what you were promised, you won. In cash. Yes. You know, when they start writing checks, you're like, uh, I don't know. No, I'm going uh, to get you. I'll get you on the... Uh, Hey, yeah, yeah, don't don't worry. I'm gonna get you on the uh, on the on the on the on the PayPal. Dude, I did this one show. I don't, I, I don't know whose voice I was doing there, but it may have literally been somebody I worked with before. I I did the you know I went back to WWE and wrestled Bradshaw and SmackDown. Mm-hmm. And then that weekend I had a show in Delaware in a nightclub in the basement of a night like it's like it felt like a in Delaware. Uh, I'm in and Delaware. whoever promoted. Yeah. Hi, we're in Delaware. Delaware is like the speed bump between, you know, Pennsylvania and Maryland. You know, yeah. you know, you have to go over it just to get to the cool shit. Um, but uh, yeah, we're in this nightclub in Delaware, and it's just the wrestlers and the wait staff, and they had the pre-show meeting, and the promoter's like, "But guys, we're gonna sell DVDs." And then we'll pay you. It's like, I've heard this before. Because if there's and one thing people want, it's a DVD of a show with no audience that no one wanted to come to live. Without a pandemic. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, they didn't have the excuse of, well, it's a pandemic. We're having a show. Yeah. And there's no audience. Now, those shows we call, uh, we go, uh, somebody, you know, uh, somebody pulled a fire alarm. You know, yeah. <laughs> somebody... Somebody calling a bomb scare? You know, <laughs> your uh, license you know, plate is blocking the uh, the door. Yeah. <laughs> I got to find that show and yeah, put um, it up on our uh, Patreon. James Sorensen writes, um, "Yes, if you hello James, hello James, uh, I'll drag it on here. If you were to tag with each other for one night, what entrance theme would you use and what would your tag team name be? You and I? Yeah. So there's the one part of me, I mean, I use my old entrance music is what I use for So Says Chernoff, little uh, peek behind the curtain. Okay. Um, but uh, I'm not the star, I'm the Genetti in, in this team. So um, uh, in the sense that I'm making up... Uh, a story about killing somebody many years ago. Um, so, uh, I mean, here's the thing though. Common sense would say, well, what are you going to come out to? Will you come out to this, the mind of the meanie theme, except that's the BWO theme. Yes. So it's like, am I just coming out with you to the BWO theme? I think that's probably appropriate if we're teaming together. Yeah. Um, yeah. although if we're teaming together, that's my last hurrah, in which case maybe I'm going to want my own entrance brother. <laughs> Um, what's the pyro situation? <laughs> We're um, on a Gilbert level, a Gilbert level yes, pyro. That's what I want. Um, 
No, I mean, I think to me as a fan, to be able to come to the ring with the Blue Meanie to the BWO theme would be super cool. Um, yeah. And uh, as, far as, as, far as, the, <laughs> as far as the name of our team, um, Blue Chernoff? No. Um, <laughs> that's, how I, that's how I got the po- podcast. Uh, uh, so says Blue. Um, uh, I think it would be From the Mind of the Meanie. Yeah. <laughs> the Blue Meanie and Josh Chernoff. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, it's a good thing. I'd like, I, I was never a fan when like they would... Uh, could join names oh, yeah. for a tag team. Yeah, I've always hated that, like the uh, Jera show and things that, like, that's like when he yeah. did to stop it. So, yeah. no, we don't. I hate I mean, when the, they would. Yeah. I hate when they would like combine the two themes together, like a remix. Oh god, uh, yeah. It's like so hard to you know get excited when they, you're, you're you're if you're jamming out to a theme like you know Stone Cold, you know you're you're like. Wow, 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 mm-hmm. and you're fucking get into it. And if somebody cut it off, and somebody yeah. you know mixes it up. You're like, oh, what the fuck? There's too much confusion. Yeah, I mean, if anything, I had kind of a cool intro to my music back in the day, which is not on the so so says turn off stuff. Um, I could see that playing and then kicking into the BWO. Yeah. But in this scenario, this is a world where anyone wants to pay money to see me team with you. And wrestles. So in that scenario, my music matters to people. Um, but in the reality of it, there's going to be a whole lot of who's Meanie's new manager and why is he wearing tights? Um, <laughs> so uh, I will say this, though. Um, you I, take the heat, I'll get the hot tag. Yeah. My, my, uh, my um, primary uh, ring gear was always blue. So I think... I know what color I'll be wearing. Um, no, that would be fun. I would love to team with you one day. I don't know how yeah. on earth that would ever happen, but I would love to team with you one day. Have one last hurrah. I'm sure um, we can figure something out. Yeah, I can, I can hit my uh, five moves of doom and just get out. My, so I don't turn to dust when I take one clothesline and have to be carted out of there. Um People yeah. ask me what my finisher is, and I just lay on the floor and look at the ceiling. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's the thing. Well, and that's the thing is like, I would assume on our, you know, if we're not going over that I, I'm teaming with you, I would be the one to do the job. The only thing is, then I'm kind of stealing your gimmick. So it's like, am I doing? Am I stealing <laughs> your finish? You know, in a, in a world of, in a, in a, like an RJ city world, we would ha- have like a gimmick where we're fighting to lose the match. You yeah. know? It's like, <laughs> RJ is very surreal and, uh, you know, stuff like that. So, you know, I can yeah. see him booking the show and then, and then us, me and you just having the, the shtick where we're trying to see who can lose the match the most. We have, we have an argument like over, we keep breaking up the pins just so the other yeah. one can tag out and take the loss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd I pull awesome. the guy off and pull him onto me. No, no, no. I'm taking the pin. Yep. Oh, man. That's fantastic. Uh, hey, uh, maybe one day. Um, I remember a couple of years ago, uh, I saw Rich Swan at MLW. Um, and uh, I was actually his, his, he was kind enough. I was his guest to go uh, backstage there. And uh, 
he was like, I think this was like almost two years ago. Uh, and so spoiler, it's not happening, but he goes to me, he's like, we're going to have one more match. I'm like, I haven't wrestled in almost 10 years. And he's like, we're going to have one more match. Cause we've talked about before that I was his first singles match. Uh, it was my last singles match. Um, and, uh, and you know, I, I think what he wanted was I've gotten so much worse, I'm sure. And he's gotten so much better that things, <laughs> things would look a lot better at this go around from, but he's like, I'm giving you two years and then you and I are going to have that match. I'm like, all right, man, all right. <laughs> let me tell you something. These two years have not been kind to me. Um, <laughs> uh, but, uh, but I'll tell you what I will, I'm going to start training. I'm going to take out my trampoline and my five pound weights and I'm going to start training. Cause you never know when your next match is. And, yeah. uh, gotta be prepared. Yep. I'm going to start bouncing on that trampoline waiting to see if I'm booked, Terry. So I booked Terry. Um, uh, here's a, a, a fun question, um, from Travis. Hey. Did you have any interaction with Selena Del Lorenta when you showed up in MLW? I think she is one of the best talkers in the business right now. I'm assuming he's talking about you, Meanie, when you were there. I know I was technically there as well. Uh, I did not have any interaction with her, so I think he's talking about you. Uh, fun question, but uh, there wasn't really much interaction. Um, it's mo- uh, both uh, the couple times they had me in the, the Rumble Riot. And, um, and then the last time I, you know, I had a singles match, but, uh, and that's what, like right in the beginning of the, the, Alp- the apocalypse. So nobody was really interacting, mm-hmm. uh, other than hello and goodbye and not really, but she's great. She's great. Um, I wish I had more of an answer, but, uh, <laughs> it's my, it's just hello. Goodbye. The, the and, truth works too. You know, that's yeah. why. <laughs> Um, Mark and Dryden at Mark Matsuo writes, who are a couple or few of the underrated good and bad guys in wrestling past or present? Underrated? Yes. Man. So just a couple, I guess if we're saying good or bad, I mean, a couple of underrated talents past and present in wrestling. There's so many of them though. Um, I mean, even though you bring up, like, Gennetti and people shit on Gennetti, like, he was underrated dude, because just dude, because he was, in the sh- sh- he was in the shadow of Shawn Michaels, really. I also think he know? was in the shadow of his own bullshit because I think right. the more you hear stories, you know, he was given, when he came back and he won the Intercontinental title from Michaels and, you know, was put into, the dude had all the talent in the world and that was cut short because of him, because of his personal choices. So, yeah, everybody talks about how many times Marty was fired, but look at all the times he was rehired too, yeah. because they knew he had talent. It's just and to me, I'm not saying look, I'm not saying he would have been Shawn Michaels. You know, I'm not saying he would have reached that height, but I think the reason he didn't reach a higher height is because of his personal demons, as we like to say in the business. Um, yeah, but. Uh, yeah, he was he was definitely a underrated baby. Like when he came back, you know he he he, uh, he walked through the crowd with a hoodie on or whatever and surprised Shawn Michaels and the crowd just went ape shit. You know, mm-hmm. uh, who who else was the underrated talent? There's so many different guys. Uh, somebody you don't really talk about much anymore. Buzz Sawyer, mm. uh, he was an amazing talent. 
You know, I think then again, you know, some people are underrated just, you know, from time, from yeah. a time span standpoint where, you know, they were, they were big in the territory, like, you know, Buzz Sawyer and UWF, you know, uh, he had an amazing tag team with Rick Steiner that like by today's standards, they would be, they would be monsters in Japan right now, <laughs> like a monster tag team in Japan. You know, eventually Rick went on to be a, a, a monster, you know, uh, I mean, monster from, you know, being over, yeah, yeah, not you know, like over wise, huge, not size wise, but like, you know, Rick and Scott, you know, had a tremendous career in Japan. I can imagine, you know, like a Rick Steiner and Buzz Sawyer, you know, being in Japan, working that, that style, you know, Buzz Sawyer was legit amateur wrestler, uh, you know, uh, could go with anybody. Uh, and actually Undertaker just brought him up on the, uh, the Rogan podcast, which I actually finally went and watched, mm-hmm. you know, uh, but yeah, Buzz Sawyer could go. He was, he was a character, another guy with his demons, uh, which probably held him back in a, in a way he had like one appearance for WWF and that was about it or something like that. He made, you know, he, I think his match by Captain Lou on one Saturday morning show and never came back. I don't know what happened with that, but yeah, Buzz Sawyer. Nobody really talks about him that much. Um, Terry Taylor, early Terry Taylor, was a big. Fan, you know, I was a big fan of that. Uh, you know, a lot of people don't talk about much anymore. They know him as an agent. You know, behind the scenes WWF. But mm-hmm. you watch that early Terry Taylor in dude. Like people always talk about uh, ECW was my jam. Well, you know, the UWF was my ECW as a fan growing yeah. up because. The action was, it was hard, fast action, hard-hitting action, uh, great storylines, and, uh, you know, when the show went off the air, you're jonesing for the, you know, the next week, you know, and it was, an, and it was another promotion that, like, I had to scan the, you know, you know, the, you know, right. the channels to look for, yet you really had to look for the UWF in the Philadelphia, Philly, Jersey area, so, uh, underrated promotion, UWF underrated wrestlers, you know, Terry Taylor, Buzz Sawyer. Um, uh, there was a guy back in the day, uh, Savannah Jack. Again, I'm going back to UWF, but, uh, yeah, so many different guys. They're, they're just so good. Greg Gagne was underrated. I think, uh, I think he got a bad rap for being the owner's son, but you watch some of his matches and he had a good talent. He didn't have quite the look. Right. But like he can like his work a lot, just judging on him on his work, his work was great. But he just got a bad rap because he was Vern's son, you know. I mean, there's a lot like, right? through the business. There's a lot of people you can break down and say underrated. And I guess it all depends on what underrated means because you always hear about some people going, "Oh, they're underrated. They're underrated." And then talent will be like, "They weren't underrated to the boys," you know? Yeah, we all yeah, wanted like to wear arm. Like a Brad Armstrong. Brad Armstrong, right. But here's the thing. Brad Armstrong, I don't know that he is underrated. I don't know that he was underrated because he didn't have the ability, or so it seemed and so we've heard, didn't have the ability to bring what everyone knew backstage uh, to the camera. So is he underrated or was he just not, or was he rated where he belonged? I'm talking about, well, he wasn't underrated to the boys, but... You know, right, because as a from, a, from from a fan standpoint, stamp, 
from a fan standpoint, I don't know that he was underrated. I think he was just, from the fan standpoint of when they're talking about the best workers and they're going to go right to their Shawn Michaels, their Kurt Angles, their people like that, and they're not going to go to him. And in that regard, they're underrated. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it, it's, but I've always heard I mean, he was incredible in the role. Oh, yeah, but, like, I wish more people would talk about him. Or yeah. Noma, like you said, everybody goes to the steamboats, to Shawn Michaels, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah, please, I, I I dare people to start talking more about you know the Brad Armstrong. The tapes are there, like you know. Yeah, people can watch yeah. them and learn. Yeah. Young young people coming up in the business, look at what he's doing in the ring, and and try to figure out what he wasn't doing. Try to figure out what held him back. You know. Yeah. Um, and that could have just not, not been him. That could have been just circumstance. Yeah. So, you know. I mean, or you look at a guy like Larry Sweeney, you know. Mm-hmm. Larry, Larry Sweeney would be, would be a star right now if he was still with us. Yeah. And uh, I wish more people knew about him. So, in, in a way, he was underrated. But uh, circumstances being what they were, he's not with us anymore. Right. You know. He was a, he's an amazing heel, great talker, could get heat. Uh, just uh, wasn't on the the bigger of the biggest of the platforms to you know show what he could do because he was in Ring of Honor, but Ring of Honor isn't as big as it is now. Right, it was more, you know. But Larry Sweeney definitely underrated. You know. Next question comes from at Winston three sixteen. Any memories of working or hanging with Hack Myers? We're talking about the Shaw Hack Myers from ECW. Oh, Hack was great. It's uh, one of the boys. Uh, funny guy. Uh, what was the know, Shaw? Where did this come from? Why did everybody chant Shaw, Shaw, Shaw every time he hit somebody? Because every, every time he threw a punch, you know, when people, you know, do things in the ring, they make noise. And he'd yeah. throw a punch, he'd go, he'd go, Shaw, Shaw, Shaw. You know, That's like awesome. uh, when I think by the time McCoy- I started watching him, it was the crowd was already doing it. So I didn't realize that that was... Yeah, you just know. the crowd picked up on it and started doing it with him, you know. Now, uh, you know, like uh, Mick Foley, when he sells, he goes, ha, 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 But, you know, Hack Myers would throw a punch, and that was just the noise he made. Like, you know, Lex Luger throws a clothesline. It's like, rah! Yep. You know? <laughs> or you get, you get punch. Oof! Oof! Yep. You know, he's, he's making more noise than the guy throwing a punch. But, uh, you know... <laughs> Hack Myers would throw, he would do the jab, you know, yep. sha, sha, sha. And then when Balls Mahoney came along, they stole the sha gimmick. Yep. Made balls. And it, balls, balls, balls. You know, when Hack Myers, it was sha, sha, sha. And he would do the sha. Yep. And then, like, if he would, you know, jab somebody, would go sha, sha. And somebody would throw a punch back at him, they would go shit. <laughs> so they'd go back for sha, shit, sha. Shit, shaw, you know. That's awesome. it, it became so over that he started, you know, start putting on his gear the extreme shaw. Uh, I never knew where that like, came from. It was just his cadence for you know throwing punches. But yeah, good dude, man. This is a, a, another another guy. It's a, it's shame he's not with us. You know, yeah. when he uh, passed away, it, it affected a lot of people. You know, because he you know, he came up in the uh, Maryland wrestling scene uh, <clears throat> with that crew. Uh, you know, Axel Rotten, Ian Rotten, uh, you know, the whole Maryland crew, you know, Danny McDevitt shows, you know, Maryland 
Championship Wrestling, um, uh, Dennis Whipwreck's promotion, uh, Mid Eastern Wrestling Federation, that whole area. That, and then he started coming up to ECW shows. He did some enhancement stuff, but then he got over. So he started getting wins and stuff like that. And then he eventually moved to Florida and totally changed his look, which, like, he came up for uh, – I'm on a 3PW show and shaved his head and looked nothing like he did back in the day. Uh, he lost a ton of weight. But, uh, yeah, the extreme uh, shot. Great dude. Great dude. Um, well, very like, very likable, you know. Jonathan Chambers asks, did Meany get a chance to work with Bobby Heenan? Uh, not with, but I've been on shows with Bobby Heenan. Uh, uh, there was a series of like Russell reunion shows mm-hmm. back in 05, 04, 05. Did one in King of Prussia. We did some in Florida. And then the last time I saw Bobby Heenan, uh, was WrestleCon when, uh, WrestleMania was in Orlando and, uh, made it a point to go up to him and, you know, say, Hey, how you doing? And, you know, tell him how much I loved him. But I've been on shows with Bobby. I uh, just never got to work directly with Bobby, which was a shame. Um, Anthony Camarada writes, uh, what was Meanie's role as a trainer at the Monster Factory? Promo coach uh, or just the basic fundamentals? Uh, well, I, I still am a coach there. It's just haven't had a chance to get over there as much as I want, especially now with the um, pandemic. Uh, Danny Cage, the owner of Monster Factory, just hit me up. He he got my, you know, I got a Monster Factory tracksuit waiting for me over there. Sweet. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm still one of the coaches there. It's just I need to get back over there. Uh, my main thing is, like, you know, I don't get in there and, okay, this is a wrist lock. Okay, this is that. Mm-hmm. You know, we have coaches who do the, uh, the you know, the fundamentals first and all that stuff. I try to be more of a, a life coach. You know, I, I like to be the, uh, like to say I'm the, uh, the, uh, finishing school. Like you, you're already up to working matches and stuff like that. I'll stand there and watch and critique your match. Uh, talk to you about psychology, talk to you and work on you coaching promos, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Like I like to do, put the finishing touches. I mean, cause we have a, a, a plenty of coaches over there who do the, you know, First bump all the way up to, you know, working matches. Oh, but sure. I like to watch the match, critique the match, uh, watch the promo, critique the promo, uh, and stuff like that, and um, work on the fine-tuning, so to speak. And also uh, prepare guys who uh, are potentially looking to try get tryouts with, you know, you know WWE or whichever promotion they can, uh, you know, try to work with and stuff like that, so... You know, uh, I like to say I'm the uh, the finisher, you know, the finish guy, you know, yeah. as far as uh, what to do at the uh, the Monster Friday. Yeah, I'm still coached there. Uh, just haven't had a chance to get back. But once everything gets back to normal, yeah, I'd like you'll to get back, back over there. there. Yeah. Um, there. Uh, follow-up from Travis um, asked, did you help train Punishment Martinez? He's incredible. Uh, Damian Priest, obviously now NXT. Yeah. Uh, he had been in the business already, maybe 10 years before I got to him. But uh, once he, you know, and he was a Monster Factory kid, and, uh, you know, Danny had him on shows. But that, you know, he was already broken in, but I had a hand in helping him uh, fine-tune his skills, so to speak. 
And then um, him, he was there along with, uh, you know, uh, Matt Riddle and QT Marshall from AEW. There was a, a good crew there. And Nick Camarado, who just started with AEW, who used to be in NXT, that crew was uh, was pretty cool. Uh, we had a pretty good crew. I mean, they have a, a good batch of students there now. Uh, you know, um, uh, LSG, who's in Ring of Honor, was there. Uh, a whole bunch of people. But as far as uh, Punishment Martinez, yeah, uh, we 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 uh, fine tuned him, got him ready for uh, different things. I mean, he already had he was already broken in. He always had the skills. It's just a matter of. Uh, like I say, with Matt Riddle, he had all the tools, but we uh, right. reprogrammed his motherboard, so to speak, from MMA yes. to pro wrestling. Um, last question here. Yeah. Hugh Zuzu at Doom Buggy Dev. This could be difficult to choose. What are your top three favorite David Lee Roth era Van Halen songs and your top three favorite Sammy era Van Halen songs? go uh dude i've been on a big van halen fair warning kick uh right now but top three dave era songs uh would have to be well unchained is my ringtone so there's that uh off of women and children first uh romeo delight uh which has one of the best openings and fucking that's my walk-up music and mlb the show uh, when I come to bat, um, uh, and then pro. Oh, okay. Um, I, I always mess up the name. It's, uh, secrets, mm. secrets okay. on, uh, diver down. Secrets. It's a little, yeah, it's a little bit of a lighter tune, but, uh, just the guitar work on that. It's fantastic. So, yeah, uh, Romeo Delight uh, off Women and Children First, Unchained, off Fair Warning, even though Fair Warning as a whole uh, is my favorite album. And then uh, Secrets Off, Dive Down. Sammy Era, number one song is Humans Being, which is, um, ironically, that was their last song with Sammy before the breakup. <laughs> it's like they, they put out the, one of the best songs, and I'm just like, yeah. Like now we're and now then, we're cooking with oil. I don't. Think. And then uh, th- this is Kurt Loder, Sammy Hagar out of Van Halen. What? <laughs> Son of a bitch. Um. Uh. Hmm. Uh, another tune that uh, was a B side that they never released, but it came out called "Crossing Over." Uh. A little, you, you have to look it up as a B-side for their last album, Balance, crossing over to songs about Sammy Hagar, who had a uh, had a dream uh, that his uh, tour manager, Ed Leffler, visited him in a dream, and he woke up to find out that Ed had passed away. Oh, jeez. So he's like, you know, did Ed visit me? Like, did he die and then visit me while I was sleeping? It's basically a song about talking to somebody who has passed away, crossing over. Oh wow! And uh, when oh, when my mom passed, that was that that was like one of the songs I kept playing over and over again. You know, uh, lyrically it's kind of deep and stuff like that. And it's song no nobody really knows. You really have to be a diehard Van Halen fan to know that song. 
but uh, Crossing Over, which is a B-side. I forget what song it's for. Uh, and uh, then... Travis says that he got to hear them play it live uh, on that 04 Hager reunion tour. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Um, and then this is going to be a wild card. Uh, the live version of 5150 off of Live Without a Net, which 5150 in, in itself is a great album. Uh, but I grew up, you know, you know, 5150 came out and then it came out with a in contra video called live without a net and the live version of 5150 is, I mean, the song 5150 is, is good, but the live version yeah. kills the studio version. Just like how every place the everybody plays the live version of rock and roll on all night by kiss mm-hmm. over the studio version's okay, but the live version's way better. Yeah. Same with uh, 5150 by Van Halen. Just that song, the way Eddie's solo in that song is probably one of his best solos in a in a in the song form, you know. Well, and that's saying a lot because, you know, fair war- like, uh, dude, I just subscribed to a, a podcast by Dweezil Zappa called Running With The Dweezil, and he's breaking down every, he breaks down every Van Halen album and he's bringing in guys like Steve I, uh, Joe Satriani, uh, Nuno Bentoncourt from Extreme, mm-hmm. and they're just being fanboys, but they're, they're being technical because they know how to play guitar. That's awesome. And I, I'm, I'm hearing the music in a whole new manner. And That's you really know, cool. like I, I'm learning a lot of shit too because like, you know, Fair Warning's my favorite Van Halen album, and then. And Dweezil's like, yeah, Eddie plays slide guitar on this one song. I went, what? <laughs> this whole time, I never, I never knew Eddie played slide guitar. That's great. And like, I love, I love stuff like that, where you kind of, yeah, it. you know, I love. We've talked about this. Before. We love anything that's behind the scenes on something. So, oh, I can watch the making of or listen to the behind yeah. the scenes of anything, really. And awesome. uh, yeah, and uh, I'll get off this, but like. Uh, Fair, okay, Fair Warning's my favorite album. And he interrupts his podcast because he found a tape from 1982. Uh, Dweezil Zappa became friends with Eddie Van Halen when he was 12 years old when Eddie came to visit his father, Frank Zappa, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, Eddie produced his first album, first song, uh, and Eddie sent him a tape, you know, like they get pointers. And uh, Dweezil was like, hey, uh, do you have any unreleased stuff from Fair Warning? Was, that's his favorite album too and there's like a part of a song that nobody's ever heard and he included in the podcast so i'm just listening to it and that's crazy. fucking mind mind blown you know that's crazy um yeah. well hey well thank everybody for the uh, ask meanie some great questions today absolutely absolutely yeah. um make me y'all make me think yeah i, I can, Which is I can fun. smell it in here in your mind it's uh <laughs> oh man it's a little uh, uh, little dusty Little, uh, <laughs> yeah, I hear you. <laughs> no, that's what I like about ask me anything because, like, these guys ask me questions and I'm just like, makes me think. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, UWF. That was my well, that's cool because then we're also we're learning more about you other than just the part of the show where it's, you know, what's on your mind, Meanie? What's going on? So it's kind of, we've got, I feel like the majority of the show is what's on your mind. And then that end section of the show is where we dig deep into your mind. We go back into your memory. We, you know, we find some things, um, yeah. we, you know, it's, it's really cool. I think it's, it's nice. Uh, Vanessa says, uh, it sounds like us watching you guys, I think <laughs> referencing you listening to them. So very cool. 
Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, this was fun, man. Uh, Absolutely. What do, we gotta, what do we have to plug? What do we have to say? This is the part where everyone goes, okay, I guess we're done. You don't have to <laughs> yeah. turn it off. This is the drop-off point. Um, yeah, the, if we were smart, we'd front load the podcast with our uh, plugs. But uh, yeah, yeah, if you want to support, uh, yeah, <laughs> no, because we're bad businessmen. <laughs> terrible, <laughs> terrible. Um, yeah, so, man. If you want to, uh, you want to support us? Go to prowrestlingtees dot com slash mineadamini slash blue meanie slash says so says Chernoff and slash. That was extreme. Yep. I'm Ron Burgundy. I'm uh, Ron Burgundy. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, we have that up there. Some sh- some fun shirts up for that was extreme now, too. Yeah, but uh, wrestling Tees, the place to go for that. Hey, we still have a few pins left. Go buy some yeah. pins over at ProWrestlingTees.com slash Mind of the Meanie. Uh, do not forget to subscribe to us on social media at Mind of the Meanie and as individuals at So Says Chernoff and at Blue Meanie BWO. That's across the board. That's Instagram. That's Twitter. That is the Facebook. Uh, so hit all of those up. We'd love to have you there. Let's uh, talk a little bit about the YouTubes. Uh, YouTube.com slash Mind of the Meanie. Uh, we are going to, in February, get that video with the, the gentleman from Wildcat Belts. Uh, hopefully it's going to be... Hopefully we'll get to see some cool belts on there and stuff and, and have uh, some real deep dive nerd conversations. Uh, <laughs> so subscribe now. It's going to be great. Uh, also, thank you to everyone who subscribed to uh, YouTube.com slash so says Chernoff. Um, I am now, last I checked, at 1001. Uh, a little Woo-hoo! Dean. Uh, I, I've, I've gone past Dean Malenko uh, and I'm nearing Chris <laughs> Jericho. Um uh, their holds definitely not their social media followers, um, yeah. and uh, and don't forget Travis writes uh, and at Altcom Live. Don't forget that. Yes, follow us on social media at Altcom Live. That's alternative commentary, um, and at that was extreme. Uh, follow us on on Twitter as well on there and on Facebook. Um, yeah, go at Altcom Live for the Rumble. Uh, we are going to be, I mean, well, you know, I guess it's over. But uh, we're going to be on Fight TV, <laughs> alternative commentary, uh, tomorrow night or yesterday, depending on when you're listening to this. And uh, that's going to be a blast. But it'll be on Fight TV forevermore. You won't be able to watch it live. But let's say you watch the Rumble, and then you say, oh, I wonder what these guys had to talk about. Go listen. Check it out. Turn it on. It'll be fine. Um, you'll have a great time. So, uh, yeah, that's, uh, is that it? Um, I'll oh, go to manscaped.com promo code meanie, save 20%, get free shipping. Why not? We don't have to give you the whole long sale. Just take care of your balls. That's it. Yeah. Just do it. Go to, uh, go smell go like to shit. Colorado. Fine. Go smell like shit. Otherwise use promo code meanie. <laughs> go to yeah. coloradobrand.com. Use promo code meanie, meanie and save, uh, 10% off all your purchases. Go give Rod Hicks and Al Snow some love. They'll, yep, they'll take care of that. your balls, too. Yeah. What does everybody want? So, balls. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah. What am I reading here? Uh, oh, no. Okay. And uh, <laughs> some, it's, uh, you can smell it. It's either bad meat or good cheese. Dear Lord, Anthony Camarado, what do what do you, what are you making me read on air? Um, Camarado, yeah, uh, 
And Vanessa says got some uh, AMC stock money coming in next week. Uh, nice. Going to get some Mind of the Meanie merch and up my tier. Awesome. Wow. Whoop, whoop. Uh, yeah, raised the roof. Yeah, thank you very much. It's appreciated. So, yeah, that reminds us. Thank you. That's kind of a backdoor reminder there, Vanessa. Uh, everybody, come join us over at patreon.com slash mindofthemeanie. We are so bad at this. Uh, we will not plug any of our things if, if we don't have our own members <laughs> reminding us. Um, but we are having, I mean, you can hear us on here. We have great interactions, and we want you to be a part of this chat as well. Uh, we want you to be here on Patreon, patreon.com slash mindofthemeanie. We are having a blast. We did some great watch-alongs. We did some great uh, a great Zoom call. It was so much fun. Uh, and then every single week when we have uh, our Patreon members watch this live as we record it. It is so much fun. So uh, please check it out. Uh, and while you're at it, go over to, even if you don't listen to us via Apple Podcasts, go to Apple Podcasts, leave us a rating and review. Uh, if you think we deserve five stars, uh, join the rest of the five-star reviews that we are very appreciative of. And, uh, and leave us, uh, uh, I'm sorry, five-star ratings, leave us a review. Um, it helps us a lot, helps to spread the word, helps uh, Apple to put us out there as suggestions for people, so we greatly appreciate that. Um, and yeah, I think, uh, I think that's it. I think I, I really hit everything, Meanie, and I didn't even play our music. <laughs> so... 40, 46 shows, and we uh, still haven't gotten this down yet. 45th show here. 45th show. So 45 in, that means five more weeks until episode 50, and say eight more weeks, eight more weeks until our one-year anniversary. Is that correct? Something like that. We so were five more weeks is episode that. 50. So seven yes. weeks is episode 52, but eight yeah. weeks is technically... Our anniversary show. Yes. Our one-year anniversary show. So we are eight weeks away for our one-year anniversary show. Things are just going to get crazier. We've got some big things coming up. Uh, big big announcement to make that we're not going to make yet, but a big announcement. Big announcement. Yeah, big announcement. Uh, coming in the next couple of weeks as it relates to some uh, new and exciting things happening right around episode 50. Uh, so we've got some fun stuff coming up uh, that we're excited to share with you. Uh, go to cellotoys.net and pre-order our action figures. Uh, if you're in the States, go to JBToys1 on Instagram, and he will hook you up as well. Um, I think that's it, Meanie. That's all I've got to give. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I think we uh, we shot our load with that. Yep. <laughs> with the so as I... Uh, as, I As always, my thank eyes. you. <laughs> Again, uh, thank you to everybody who's been listening uh, week in, week out. Thank you for all the feedback. Greatly appreciate it. Uh, nothing is better than somebody sending me a random text or a random uh, message on Facebook or Twitter with a line from the show where we they say, oh, man, this fucking line got me. Not that we're, like, looking to, you know... <laughs> You know, potentially uh, have sound bites, but you know, there's been a few sound bites, you know, over the, these, you know, 40 some odd weeks. So, uh, who knew that we'd be uh, lasting this long? And I'm, I'm glad we are. I'm glad we're here. I'm glad you're listening. 
So uh, thank you to everybody on the Patreon. Thank you, anybody who uh, downloads on Mondays. Thank you to everybody who listens on YouTube. Uh, it's all greatly appreciated. I know it sounds like I'm uh, trying to butter you up, but it means a lot, you know, because otherwise it'd just be us uh, talking to each other, and, you know, yeah. we could just pick up the phone and do that. So, uh, do you want to just do that instead? So much less work. <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah, we man. would never, because this is awesome. Uh, and uh, one last thing I forgot to plug. Um, go to Cameo.com. <laughs> Cameo.com slash Blue Meanie BWO. Correct? Yes. Nailed it. Cameo.com slash Blue Meanie BWO and Cameo.com slash So Says Chernoff. That's right. I am on Cameo. All of your dreams have come true. You can now get a message from me. Uh, but more importantly, you can get a message from the meanie. Um, but go and uh, check it out. Um, and everybody have a wonderful week. And we will see you again or you will hear us again or however it is. One of these days I'm going to get it right. But uh, we'll catch you again next Monday and every Monday for another trip into the mind of the meanie.